0: Hello, and welcome to Unorthodox the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the normal, but take part ourselves.
1: Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher.
0: And I'm Carrie Poppy. And this is a very special uh, Max Fun Drive episode! Max Fun Drive
1: episode! What? We're back with more Scientology. More
0: Scientology, specifically Dianetics. Dianetics. Which is like the heart, the guts, and glue.
1: As soon as you say Dianetics, there are thousands of Scientologists everywhere who instantly want to tell you where the word came from and what it means. <laughs> Did you know oh. that Dianetics comes from dia which means through and noose which means mind or soul
0: oh see i would think noose meant noose yeah
1: In O U S, maybe i'm sure. not saying that right
0: ross before ross. we get into zionetics too deeply i just want to say this is my favorite holiday of the year
1: max fun drive, max fun
0: drive!
1: this is the the best time To sign up as a member, as a supporter of our show Mm -hmm. and the other great entertainment on Maximum Fun yeah, because there are special prizes.
0: Yes, that you can't get any other time of the year.
1: Bonuses, if you will.
0: Now, you might be thinking, oh, shoot, I'm already a member. I already give $5 a month. Well, guess what? If you upgrade to uh, a higher donation amount... You still get a prize!
1: So this is the best time to do that, too. Yep. Bonus content. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have alluded to our special bonus episode, and that is on firewalking. Yes. Well, at least for me, one of the most painful experiences of my adult life.
0: Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's
1: a great story. And you get to learn about the Marla Brucker. So, the
0: Marla Brucker.
1: So if you sign up as a supporting member or upgrade, you get access to the back catalog as well of bonus episodes. So, We've got like an interview on there, with us, Mm -hmm. where we kind of talk about how we started the show and what we're all about. And there's a blooper reel, and we've got the firewalking episode, and our interview with former SR ruffian, (laughs) Dave Hewitt.
0: Yes. And all the other shows' bonus contents. We're actually talking about like hundreds of hours of bonus content. Oh, yeah.
1: You like open up the motherload of cool bonus content.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you
1: become a monthly supporter. So please do.
0: So I just want to real quick tell you about the $10 prize. This is
1: the one I'm excited about.
0: At every level, you get not only the prize for that level, but all the prizes for the levels below it, right? So if you join at the $10 level, not only do you get all that bonus content, but you also get a handkerchief. Now wait.
1: Okay, I'm going to wait.
0: You might be thinking a handkerchief. I mean, I can blow my nose. I guess that's fine.
1: Sure. You could tie up your stuff in it and tie it to a stick and people would think like, oh, she's running away from home.
0: Right. But no, no. No, 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 no. This is a very special handkerchief, Ross. <laughs> there is a separate handkerchief for every single Max Fun show, and ours is phenomenal.
1: I'll be honest. I've donated at the ten dollar level, so I could get one of these <laughs> so handkerchiefs. So you can get your own handkerchief.
0: That's great. Because
1: <laughs> there's one for Oh No Ross and Carrie. Thank you for supporting Ross. And it's awesome. <laughs> it's like uh, all right. I guess it's time I pony up. That's cute.
0: So ours has the Illuminati symbol on it and the masonry symbol and just a bunch of like fun occulty fringy people symbols on who
1: it. saw the design online kept saying, "Well, where's the goat sperm?" Oh, and uh-huh. so uh, my official tack is that the uh, paisley designs are actually large sperms of oh, goat. Uh,
0: Or that hello, every single thing on there is made of goat sperm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, hello. Hello. Uh, uh hello. Anyway, <laughs> it also has a hot drinks mug on it, which I think is real cute. Good stuff. Yeah. So, okay, so you should join at whatever level you feel comfortable. I would remind you, though, did the math. We have spent at least 3,000 hours on this show. Now, maybe you only want to pay us a dime for every hour we spent on the show. <laughs> That's a lot of money, and I haven't done that math, but you,
1: <laughs>
0: I think giving us $5 a month would be a, you know, a really nice gesture for all the work we've done, but if you could afford 10 even better, and we'll tell you about all the rewards going up and up and up throughout the show.
1: Uh, I'm sure all of you are now headed to maximumfund.org forward slash donate because that's the place to sign up.
0: Yeah. And we thank
1: you for doing that. We really thank all of you who contribute and help support this show. Yeah. And uh, keep it going.
0: We just had our fifth anniversary. That's
1: right. This, this month. This month. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: So, Ross, let's talk about uh, Dianetics. Let's talk about what it is. Because you see those billboards, especially if you're here in L.A., you see those billboards that say like, Dianetics, and they, I have a picture <laughs> of a volcano.
1: They just put one up on my street corner, like the corner ah. closest to my place. And my wife got a little freaked out by that. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> they just put that up.
0: <laughs> like she thought it might be for you.
1: <laughs> we'll show him we know where he is. Oh, I, that's really funny. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, everybody knows what Dianetics is because we just told them. And seriously, we had like five people give us that little extra. Explanation. Yeah,
0: I don't think they really do know what it is based on the words. Oh,
1: you want to hear the more?
0: Words. Yeah, I we're feel like we're not done with the episode. Uh, I feel like the root meaning of Scientology
1: might not tell you much, might about. not
0: tell you all that much. Uh, so, so yeah, if you see like these billboards, you'll always see a volcano on them. I don't uh-huh. know if I've ever seen a Dianetics billboard that didn't have the, oh volcano. yeah,
1: that's the, that's the imagery. I'm looking at just the printed material right now and I see well, three volcanoes out of the corner of my eye. Let's see. Well, there's certainly more. Oh, the fourth volcano, fifth. Vo- yeah, there's Goodness. lots of volcanoes everywhere spewing out magma and uh, little rivulets of lava flowing down this volcano.
0: Increíble.
1: So <laughs> why is this significant, Carrie?
0: So two schools of thought. Okay. One, it's not, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Which <laughs> just sort of <laughs> Which is what we were told. got. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, two, may have something to do with the mythology you learn later on in Scientology.
1: Yeah, which is so weird. Why would they put that up front and center on like one of their introductory courses?
0: If they're not going to tell you.
1: Yeah, because I did ask at, at the very end of this course just there's these volcanoes everywhere. It's on the wall of the room, it's on the cover of the book, and all of these printed materials, this bright red and orange volcano. I thought it was going to come up somehow. What, what is this all about? And this was Roger, too. Like, I, no, I don't think it really signifies anything in particular. Okay. Is it the explosive force of Dianetics? Are there uh-huh. like four principal pieces of the inner magma pot and the
0: lava train
1: lava train uh-huh. i don't sure. know i don't know the parts of a volcano anymore
0: there's the zit <laughs> part
1: <laughs> okay yeah but no there was no mention of volcanoes anywhere in the entire course yeah so we signed up for yeah, this yeah people
0: are not like what course what course what course are you talking so, about
1: so dianetics is a book one of the most popular books I didn't want to bring my copy over because it's like 500 plus pages. It's, you know.
0: It is heavy and thick.
1: It puts a J.K. Rowling book to shame.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because he would just sit there and just typey, 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 typey.
1: Say what you want about L. Ron Hubbard.
0: Okay. I think he may have been misleading people and make up a lot of stuff just on the fly. Um, I think that he may have been kind of sociopathic in his willingness to deceive. He
1: was a prolific, prolific. man. Prolific. That guy wrote and he wrote and he wrote.
0: Mhm. There are stories, I don't know if they're true. Stories of like people having to feed the paper into his typewriter as he went because he'd get mad if it like ran out of paper. Yeah,
1: I've heard eat. stories about like having a long scroll that uh-huh. it would just kind of work its way into the typewriter and then, you know, work its way back out as he just typed without copy editing tip, 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 and then he did a lot of dictation so yeah dianetics is a book that was released in 1950 uh-huh. which was his big new science of the mind dianetics is what the soul is doing to the body sure but it's also a course that you can sign up for at your local org yes and it's hundred dollars two days Count them two Two? days of instruction.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I bet that there'll be two reasonably timed days. I bet, you know, it'll be a comfortable in, a comfortable out.
1: Okay, nine to six. So a bit of a commitment both days. Uh All right, that's a long time, but okay. All right. We can do that. So I called my friend, Carrie Poppy. Yes. and uh, (laughs) Hello. And uh, you had been uh, uh, unsure whether you wanted to do classes, but you thought, okay. I'll join you for Dianetics.
0: To remind our listeners, Mm -hmm. when this all started, we were just doing our personality testing episode. So when we first (laughs) went in, I just thought like, we're taking this test and leaving, which is part of why when they tried to sell me on the class, I was like, no.
1: Yeah. Carrie Um, never signed up for this whole extended thing.
0: Right. But then we decided we'd go for it. So you were a little ahead of me in the game. So I was like, sure. All right. Let's do Dianetics. But- I want to bring $100 cash. I don't want these people to have my credit card info.
1: Right. You were playing a lot more carefully with that, which Mm -hmm. was smart of you. Yeah, and we realized at this point... Okay, they haven't apparently Googled us and mm-hmm. they're not kicking us out. This might be our best and only time yeah. to really take advantage of this. So I called up and said, hey, I'm signing up and I want to bring a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, oh, great. Uh, what, what's, you know, what's all your info? What's your friend's name? And they wanted as much info as I'd give about you. And I'd already paid at the LA org. But they asked me then, oh, well, does she want to pay now? Mm-hmm. I said, oh, she said she'd prefer just to come the day of. Is that Okay. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Do you have any dietary concerns? Oh, we'll both be eating vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Okay. We were all squared away. Should be good, right? We just show up on January 2nd and we're ready to go, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, they need to ask you a lot, a lot, a lot whether you can confirm that I'm coming.
1: So I got called mm, at least three times.
0: By three different people? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm.
1: just wanting to confirm little details. And and so I'm curious, like, what was going on with their communication? Yeah. Something screw is going on. And I'll give you a sample of this because I have texts as well. Uh-huh. Hey, Ross, did you get my message? This is Sarissa. Oh, hey, Sarissa. I saw someone called but didn't get a message. Voicemail? Question mark? She's like the queen of useless texts. Like, uh-huh. No voicemail. What's up? <laughs> Just trying to check with you the type of food that you eat to have it ready for TMRR period in tomorrow. Oh, hmm So I wrote, when I scheduled with the Dianetics office, I mentioned that both Carrie and I would be eating vegetarian options. She responds, G-R-T. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know. then. Okay. All right. So she's she's good. All TKU? right. C K U. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: So, okay, we should be all ready, right? And then I get a text from Roger. Oh, wait, no, this one actually came earlier, but he said, Hello, Ross, how are you doing today? I want to see what your friend Carrie Poppy is up to, and is she interested in doing the personal efficiency course?
0: I was also getting texts from Roger. Uh, Hi, Carrie, hope you're doing great, and I hope you have had several good nights sleep. Oh. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know if you wanted to get started on the life improvement course we discussed, and then his name, and then science... ScientologyLosAngeles.org. Yep. So yeah, I got like four texts to get that message across. Didn't respond to that one. Uh, Ten days later. Hi, Carrie. How are you doing today? Have you had any chance to read the booklet you bought when you came by the other day? Roger. www.ScientologyLosAngeles.org.
1: Every single text. Uh,
0: I'm good. I'm actually going to the event tonight. So at that point, I was going to the New Year's event. And uh, he calmed okay. down a little, though I still continued to get many texts oh, from yeah. him.
1: So I responded to him. Hey, Roger, funny thing, I was just talking to her, she's joining me for a Dianetics class next weekend. He wrote back, very cool, well done, both yes, with exclamation marks. well
0: done.
1: So then he wrote... They're
0: already taking this attitude of like, Ross is on the inside, and he's like, gotten her.
1: Good job. Yeah, good job at Right, being a good Scientologist. <laughs> so then he texts me a little later, just for the sake of, quote, locking in the ticket, unquote. Huh. Could we get her to make the payment in advance? In parentheses, this helps us with the scheduling and also with the food. New text, preparations. What? <laughs> Roger.
0: They don't have a $100?
1: www.scientology-losangeles.org.
0: And when we uh, hear about what food was provided, we will see preparations were indeed not made.
1: <laughs> so I wrote back, I spoke with someone from the Dianetics office and she said she'd save a space and it was okay for Carrie to pay in person. I think Carrie prefers that option. He writes back, okay, absolutely, that option is definitely open. Mm -hmm. Uh, If that's her preference, then let's stick with that. This is really cool. Did you have a- So (laughs)
0: long-winded.
1: Did you have a part in helping her choose to give it a try? Again, two texts. (laughs) Sure thing. I asked her to join me and have been telling her about the stuff I've been learning. He writes back, that is very cool. Okay, great. Okay, then I'll see you both there. Roger. (laughs) www.scientology-losangeles.org <laughs> So, okay. Oh my God. Finally, they know you're going to be here. Oh, wait, no. Oh, I got another text. Oh. This time from Ben. I was getting a little a little annoyed at this point uh-huh. after like all these phone calls, all a these texts. Clipped. And he, he writes Well, cool. Say, is there a way we could get Carrie (laughs) paid for the seminar? Say. It can get a little crazy the morning of. A little crazy. (laughs) When there's a number of people signing up. So as much as I can help them get it done is really appreciated. Plus, it makes it faster for you to. Let me know. I'm willing to be in touch with her if you like. Just let me know. Do you have a date yet for the seminar? This was all one text. Oh, my God.
0: And this is where I started to suspect, and I think was later validated, that, okay, there's some sort of, like, reward system set up here for the person who, like, locks in
1: They want the commission. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Quote, lock it in. Right. Lock in your ticket, unquote. Uh, So I wrote, Carrie prefers to pay on the day of. This is actually the fourth time someone's asked me. (laughs) Roger already spoke with her, and I think we've got a plan. It's this weekend we'll be taking the class. We'll try to show up early. So then he wrote back, oh, crap, my bad, LOL, no problem at all. I had no idea I was in line behind so many peeps. It's all good. See you this weekend. Have an awesome new year.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So I, I feel like they go around and they kind of inform people like, hey, Sarissa, um, yeah, uh, well, Ross is coming to Dianetics. He's paid up. He might be bringing a friend. I'm not going to tell you the name. I know it, but I'm not uh-huh. going to tell you. <laughs> Why don't you ask him uh-huh. and, uh, and ask what they want to eat? We already know but ask them right. and then they go to the next person like all right so Ross is bringing Carrie to Dianetics she hasn't paid up I already told you it's Carrie okay but I'm not going to tell you what they want to eat so go ahead and ask them about uh-huh. it <laughs> right. it's like well, what is this like parceling of information get your shit right. together people right.
0: it has to be some sort of weird reward system that's set up that just this little piece of information gets out and then everyone just scrambles to be the one to close the loop you know oh, yeah yeah it creates a mess
1: and that very first phone call i solved every single one of those issues right it was all settled
0: i mean and solved is a strong word i mean (laughs) you're just like yeah my friend's coming she (laughs) doesn't eat meat
1: she'll pay the morning of she'll have the money there right Nothing else they needed to know.
0: That's insane. All right. This is something that would come up a lot, too, is that these people just use just slightly more words than are necessary for everything. Like, mm. just like 25% too many words. It's not <laughs> exorbitant, but it's enough to just be like, stop talking like at the new year's thing roger i asked him if there was going to be dinner at the event and he texted me back just a slightly too long text <laughs> but like i had already started to get annoyed by He's this explaining weird like
1: the kind of foods yeah, it's not really dinner but there's like finger foods. yes
0: instead of just being like uh no dinner but there will be appetizers no, it was uh, no dinner per se, but there will be a variety of tables that have small parcels of food of which you can pick different <laughs> options. It's just, <laughs> just like, got it. <laughs> it's just barely too much. So you'd look like a total dick if you were like, that's too many words.
1: <laughs> I would really not be surprised if you used the phrase small parcels. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm I'm summarizing.
1: So we show up. At 8.50.
0: So you don't have to.
1: Uh, There's no long line or anything like that. No. But there's a lot of papers for us to sign. Yes. I remembered we had at least, I filled out my address four times. Uh And I'd already taken two courses there. They know my address. right? And so both of us are filling out this paperwork. I signed my name at least eight times. Right. And we asked for a copy of the agreement. They're like, oh yeah, we'll go get you that. Never Never mm-hmm. saw the agreement again.
0: They offered me a six-month membership as they had offered you. Oh, I said, no, thanks.
1: Well, they didn't give me right. the
0: Right. Op- no, you're right. They didn't give you the option. They but just I, signed me up. I said, oh, joining a church is such a big deal. Can I think about that? And, th- and this person was actually pretty nice. It was just like, oh, sure. Nope, that makes sense. That's Oh, nice. Fine.
1: Well done. Uh, and then they served us breakfast. They had sausage, eggs, bread, water, and coffee laid out.
0: Yep. So they know. These two people don't want meat. Uh huh. So, okay, granted, some people don't understand the eggs thing. That's fine. They have eggs.
1: But mm-hmm. the
0: bread didn't even have jam or butter. Like, <laughs> it was just plain bread.
1: We have bread for you. Yeah. And this was all kind of laid out in the hallway. So, once we were done eating, uh, they put us all on an elevator and it was packed. There were a lot yeah. of people there. So, I was like, whoa, there's like, I was trying to count them over a dozen people. It was like 14, 15 people. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we finally get a class. It's just not me and one other person. Right. And so, so we go upstairs, we get into the room, and uh, yeah, we're,
0: we're kind of filling
1: it up. It's
0: And we had predicted, we had made predictions about how many people That's right. would be there who were like legitimately from the public.
1: And we thought there'd be like six or seven, I think was our I estimate. I
0: think, not to toot my own horn here, Okay, but I think if I remember correctly that I was one off. I think oh, I wow. said there'll be us plus five people but all of them will be plants.
1: Okay. Well, then you were definitely more correct than I was. I can't remember what my estimate was. Yours was,
0: was close. Your Yours was very similar, though. Okay. I just remember being like, whoa, was one off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we were sitting there for a bit, and all of a sudden they realized, like, oh, wait a second, uh, the Spanish Dianetics class is... Across the hall. Yeah. Uh, someone comes and collects... Over half of that group. Right. And they leave. We have a couple other English speakers kind of wondering a little later. So we ended up with like uh, seven, eight people in our class.
0: And our favorite person walked in last, I think.
1: We'll call her Gina.
0: Yep. Very young woman. I think she was 18. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I think maybe she'd recently turned 18. She had headphones on. Yep. You know, not really paying attention to the world. But she
0: came in with a pizza. She
1: had a pizza. And
0: she immediately was like, oh, wow, don't be too excited in here because everyone was just quietly waiting. I
1: brought a pizza to make this a party. Yeah. And so we're like, yeah, uh-huh. pizza party. Uh-huh. So I go back and get some pizza. <laughs> I ate quite a bit because I wasn't happy with the breakfast.
0: Yeah. And, um, and then someone came in and yanked her pizza out. So she went to pee. Not she after
1: comes... I got two slices.
0: Right, after you. Yeah. And she
1: had it with her again later, so I got another slice Oh, okay. She must
0: have gone and gotten it. But yeah, she was like, where did the pizza go? And she was real mad.
1: Oh, okay. She'll come back into play. The instructor was a young lady, very short gal. We'll call her Kira. Okay. There was a little bit of time like getting the room set up. They always have like some kind of little technical difficulties, Mm -hmm. but this room was built for Dianetics. The volcano is like this big metal insignia on the wall. It's got the projection screen and the projection screen has little holes in it. And so while they're trying to work on getting the technology working, they turn on a light in a room on the other side of the screen. And there's two guys back there. And I'm going, okay, What?
0: I completely you, missed you it. You did see that? No. Yeah, there
1: was a separate room behind where we were. And I'm like, oh, they've got a little observation room where people can what? sit and watch us. So
0: the whole time people were probably watching us. Uh, yeah, probably. What?
1: and so how I don't, did
0: i not see this what was i doing did
1: i not point this out to you i, I guess don't
0: not think so. I so i
1: don't know if it was like rear projection the projector was in that room coming out on the screen i i can't remember looking for that but yeah there's a room back there because i could see people moving around in it when holy the little,
0: crap there
1: was a tiny light lit while they were trying to solve the That's technical issues So it's just,
0: creepy <laughs>
1: it's totally creepy so, yeah, built oh for this class. Oh, my
0: God. And we're the only ones in the front row. Oh, no. A woman came and sat next to me. Yeah. We're two of only three people who have sat in the front row. The others are kind of Everybody else is behind us. behind us, right.
1: And so they tell us right off the start that uh, full understanding of Dianetics comes from reading the book. But you can come here, read it in a course room. We have options for that. We'll let you know. And
0: we had gotten a free copy of the book with our $100. That's
1: right. Free when you pay $100. Right. And, <laughs> and
0: I read, I think, about 200 pages of it.
1: You were good. It's been sitting on my bedside table for low these couple months. Yeah. And I just keep reading other books that I'm more interested in. I do want to read it. I do plan to read it's the whole thing. It's not
0: an easy read. I mean, well, is it an easy read? It's L. Ron Hubbard
1: at his... Uh, denser, yeah, writing. It's it's style
0: dense. There's just a lot of words where you're just like that classic Scientology feeling of you're using that word in a very strange way but I guess I can buy it oh you did it again oh you did it again oh you did it again okay well now we're in no man's land and I don't know what you're saying
1: <laughs> so they told us we're gonna play an hour and a half of videos first mm-hmm. and uh, then we'll take a break okay. and then we've got some more videos great so we started uh,
0: which people will watch us watch great
1: <laughs> right
0: now that I know that it changes everything it? yes <laughs> so I'm creepy, so right? glad that you didn't tell me so that we could share this moment
1: (laughs) yeah i was aware the whole time like there's probably someone sitting here watching our reactions
0: i hope i wasn't like picking my nose the whole time (laughs) i probably was
1: you might have been so yeah we get our introduction to dianetics we learned that this really has to do with the reactive mind.
0: Yes. So
1: we talked about this in the parts of man discussion. Right. Uh, but you've got your analytical mind.
0: Which does all the stuff that we think of as the...
1: Yeah, the rational the, thinking yeah, your human intellect. mind. And we learned that it is actually perfect. Yes. And so they may say, oh, to err is human, but uh, really that's... No. no, the analytical mind never makes a mistake. Yes. Never. It and is perfect. it records everything all the time. And it records it in this, we'll describe this more later, but it's this time track and it records every single moment.
0: Of your entire life, including before your birth.
1: Ben had even asked me like in our previous class, like, oh, how much uh, data do you think it would take to like just store a picture Of Mm -hmm. one frame of existence. Yeah. So, oh, well, you know, like, we don't see as high resolution as we think we do. You know, you've got that fovea in the center that captures high resolution, but everything else is kind of a blur. So I was like, yeah, like two megabytes, maybe. Uh let's, Let's say. He's like, okay. And so we multiply it out and he says that our minds capture 57 different sensory inputs. Is all right. It, multiply it by 57. So I was like, all right, like 140. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, uh-huh. I'd, I'd love to see a list of these different senses that uh, i right. take about the same. He's like, now imagine that like at 24 frames per second for all your life. I was like, yeah, okay, sounds like you're proving to me that this doesn't exist because
2: uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: sounds a little crazy. And so then we have our reactive minds. And those are the ones that record all the bad stuff
0: and presents your analytical mind with emotions that sort of overwhelm your perfect recall and make it mm-hmm. make it not function as it should.
1: Exactly, and and so that mind is also it's it's completely literal. So like if you think of Drax the Destroyer uh-huh. from Guardians of the Galaxy, I
0: had no idea. Is that the raccoon?
1: No, it's the big wrestler guy.
0: I never saw Guardians of the Galaxy, but I know this. James Gunn directed it, and James Gunn listened to our Raelian episode and sent us a nice note. (laughs) All right. Hi, James Gunn.
1: Awesome director. So the reactive mind doesn't know how to take a joke, and if you are unconscious, Uh it gets into high gear, and it records everything while your analytical mind's kind of shut off. Right. It's associating those bad things that just happened with everything else that's happening at the same time.
0: So wait, whoa, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa.
1: Are you saying, are
0: you saying, let's say I'm on a picnic and I eat what I think is going to be a delicious deviled egg. (laughs) It turns out the deviled egg has gone bad.
1: It's a bad deviled egg.
0: And I have the feeling of nausea. And then I have to go use the toilette for an unintended purpose.
1: And someone's playing the tuba in the background. And someone's
0: playing a tuba. (laughs) Are you saying that later I might hear a tuba and feel nauseous?
1: That's exactly what I'm saying.
0: What?
1: You pick up quickly.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
1: So your reactive mind will bring this back. Now, I know what you're thinking, because I was thinking it. You weren't unconscious when you were were eating this deviled egg.
0: You might think that.
1: Turns out unconscious isn't quite what you thought it was. (laughs)
0: time you feel anything remotely unpleasant you're kind of unconscious partially and every time this was said to us they said it as if like you intuitively agree with this right they'd be (laughs) like you know well you know how like if uh you're sad you're like kind of unconscious we're like
1: no no we don't know that
0: (laughs) no (laughs) right now i feel confused but not asleep (laughs) what
1: yeah, anytime you're in any kind of pain, yeah, you're partially unconscious, according yeah, to Scientology. And they can be
0: emotional pain. It's anything unpleasant, yeah, including discomfort. So in- even if you feel like awkward,
1: including a bad egg, yeah,
0: including a literal a bad, egg. bad egg. egg. Now the reason I used that example is because that example was shown <laughs> to us upwards of thirty times.
1: <laughs> because they use the example <laughs> over and, and over. and, and So over. they show this actor eating the deviled egg, and he just looks so like I'm gonna throw oh,
2: up. Oh, God. Here's a simple and common example. At some point, you've probably gotten sick from eating tainted food. Later in life, if you see or smell or possibly even think about that particular food again, you start to feel a little nauseous. Now you know that logically, the mere sight or smell or thought of a food can't physically make your body ill because you haven't actually eaten it again. And yet you're experiencing the same sick feeling you had before. This is your reactive mind. Making you re experience the same perceptions it recorded in that earlier incident, in a crude attempt to protect you from what it believes is a dangerous situation. Uh. And
0: then later, he hears the Tupa and he grabs his stomach and is like, oh. Why do I feel so gross at the sound of this tuba?
1: Yeah. And, and then they use the example of uh, PTSD. They show someone like at the mm-hmm. same picnic, I think. Ah, uh, like, yes. Like a, a firework goes off and he like, you know, uh, right. freaks out because right. it
2: sounds like of
0: gun, fu- gunshots. the
2: heat of war. But some of your experiences are not recorded into those analytical memory banks. It is a discovery of Dianetics that all of your painful experiences are stored in a previously unknown part of the mind. It's called the reactive mind. And it throws those experiences back at you in an irrational attempt to get you to avoid the same painful thing from happening to you again.
0: Yeah, which obviously is a real thing. That's a thing. I was so happy that I had an example to give them because they, you know how they love examples. Oh, yes. So after that particular film, they were like, does anyone have an example? And I was like, yes. So Lucille Ball in her autobiography, <laughs> right. she talks about when she was a kid and her dad died. She was looking at a bird on the windowsill the day that he died. I'm not sure if it was as she got the news, but mm-hmm. she was like thinking about his death and looking at this bird. And for the rest of her life, she was afraid of birds. Great so, example. Yeah. They were v- so happy that I knew that. They were like, <laughs> yes, oh, wow.
1: Yeah, I m- made a reference to my uh, stepmother who at two important funerals in her life heard the song How Great Thou Art. Uh, and anytime that song would be sung at church, she would have to run out and...
0: Oh man! Cry, yeah, he's
1: just overwhelmed. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Uh, so yeah, there's a basic truth to that in terms of conditioning that we associate yeah, different that it stimuli. Can happen. The the other video they kept replaying for us was a bike accident, and this uh, yes. this time the guy was actually, actually unconscious. unconscious. He's passed out on the ground next to his bike. Because he's
0: been hit by a car.
1: Right. And the paramedics are coming and someone is saying like, he can't breathe. He can't breathe. And so the reactive mind will take that. And whenever he is stressed out in the future or he hears sirens or something, he will literally not be able to to breathe.
0: breathe. So it can give a person asthma.
1: And so that's how we learned that 70% (laughs) of afflictions, diseases, ailments that- Are
0: psychosomatic? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, that seems like quite a big percentage. It's a, it's also sh- seems impossible to calculate.
1: It's all in your reactive mind. Mm. Well, you know, Carrie, 70% of life is work.
0: 70% is a big number in Scientology. Mm-hmm. You said a really funny thing as we were talking about this. Oh,
1: yeah. I got <laughs> I got the biggest laugh line of the class. Oh, oh of, good. Of I'm both glad days. you remember that. Oh, yeah. I was very proud of this. They're saying that anything that you hear is dangerous. You need to be totally silent when someone's unconscious or under duress of any sort. Which is
0: why they're big on these silent births.
1: I was saying, well, if it plays out literally, like when I see someone unconscious now, I want to yell out like, I am capable of being loved. (laughs) And the the class just burst out laughing. Uh So Kira was like trying to like manage us all like, no, no, no. Okay, that's very funny. But no, really, it's better to be silent.
0: Uh, no, she said, like, those can actually be worse, but we'll, we'll talk about that later, and then we never <laughs> They did. didn't, no. no.
1: I also have in my notes something about all Polish women.
0: Yes, so I'll call her Taylor. She was- She was she, a character. She was a character. She's Polish herself. Yeah, I like her. Um, Had a thick accent, and she was like, oh, yeah, oh, this is just like everything. Oh, boy. I like everything they said, they she'd be like, oh, it's just universally true. Oh, yes. And so in this case, she was like, Polish women, all the women just like, oh, they're always like, oh, having a big emotion, you know, oh, one thing bad happened to me. So now everything bad will happen to me and it's all bad, you know, and like kind of nodding like we're all going to be like, oh, yeah, God, Polish right? Polish women. Polish women. I, oh, I, I get right? you, girl. <laughs> we're all just like, oh.
1: Okay. She was in her maybe 60s or so. Yeah, uh, like She was a, a real character. She was the first one to speak up and answer to a question that was not you or me. Oh, uh-huh. Because it was that sort of thing where they throw out a question to the room and everyone would just kind of sit there staring. Right, and then
0: you and I would look around and be like, Someone's no got to say something. No one? All right. I
1: did. answered the last one, but I'll yeah. answer this one too if you're not going to say anything.
0: Yeah. So then Kira would be like, any answers from not this front
1: row? <laughs> yeah, she even called out the back <laughs> row. Let's hear from you guys too. Yeah. Uh, so so all of this linked that we're learning about, uh, one element of that is that it is justified thought that we find these kind of reasons to justify irrational ideas that our reactionary mind is sending us, Okay, which is eh, partially yeah. Yeah, sure. the truth. And then also this equation of A equals A equals A. <sighs> create, create, create. Um, <laughs> where uh, A is anything. anything. In your reactive mind, whenever you form one of these negative uh, memories, which we call an and Graham. Everything that is recorded in that is equally taken literally and comes back to you.
0: With the same force.
1: Whenever you are having one of these bad relapses, if you will. So
0: the tuba becomes just as bad as the egg itself.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, now, egg. why- Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: Uh, why they wouldn't just say A equals B equals C, which would seem to make more sense.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Saying they are- You've
0: already got equals in there. You don't need to repeat the same letter. You don't
1: need the tautology, but right. they are perfectly fine with those in Scientology. So... They should
0: call it Scientology. Oh, right?
1: nice. <laughs> we coined a new term. Yeah. I like it. Scientology. Good. Yeah, we're a few chapters in now. We're, we're watching all these videos and there's a little brief discussion between
2: each one. Do you know someone who has never fully recovered from a serious loss in life? (laughs) Or a traumatic experience? And in your own day-to-day life, do you sometimes experience self-doubts, negative thoughts, unreasonable fears, upsets, or irrational behavior? (laughs) The painful experiences of our past clearly have an effect upon our present behavior. But to what degree and why? What causes the mind to depart from rational? Thought? Yeah,
1: so uh, yeah, we're working our way down the the list. There was introduction to Dianetics. Survive exclamation mark, How the mind thinks. Then we get into the mechanics of the mind. In mechanics of the mind, we learn that hypnosis is very powerful, but Dianetics is not hypnosis. No,
0: sir. Don't get it that It looks confused. like hypnosis, it smells like hypnosis, but it's not the same because we said it's not. <laughs> yeah,
1: so they they play this video, and this guy comes up on stage and he's hypnotized, and everyone laughs at him because like he's not getting what's happening to him. And, right. Oh, but we're and not he
0: looks so distraught. He's like, Why is everyone laughing?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's
0: so hot in here.
2: A man is placed in a hypnotic trance by standard hypnotic technique or some hypnotic drug the operator then may say to him when you awaken there is something you must do whenever I touch my tie you will remove your coat when I let go of my tie you will put on your coat now you will forget that I have told you to do this the subject is then awakened he is not consciously aware of the command if told he had been given an order while asleep he would resist the idea or shrug but he would not know. The operator then touches his tie. The subject may make some remark about its being too warm and so take his coat off. The
1: operator then releases yeah. his title. Uh, And so there's this danger of getting people stuck there. And Taylor, she brought up this example. Oh, yeah, I had this friend who was hypnotized into a past life in the 16th century, and she stayed there.
0: <laughs> I don't remember that.
1: It's <laughs> like, wonderful. okay. Yeah, tell Really? us that's, more. That's the end of that story? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's still there? Okay. All right. So, okay, hypnosis is bad. Uh, then we get into the engram, chapter five. So, yeah, we learn... What this thing is, uh, this engram, this negative recorded memory in the reactive mind.
0: and engram, people have probably heard of. If you've heard anything about Scientology, oh, you've probably yeah. heard about thetans and engrams, right?
1: Right. Yeah, I think everyone's heard that. So now you know what it is if you've yeah. done it before. and You
0: sort of do. <laughs> now try to explain it, you realize you don't.
1: And so, yeah, we uh, get video examples. And th- there were some like, really rough examples, like this woman getting beaten continually. Uh-huh. And so there's this uh, husband, I assume, kicking her and yelling at her and saying things like, you're a faker. You're no good. You're always messing things up. Kick, 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 punch.
0: Scientology thinks people talk in the strangest way. You're
1: always changing your mind. Yeah,
0: they always think like everyone who fights is using you sentences constantly. (laughs) Not that that never happens. But, you know, when people fight, a lot of times your fight is like a, well, when you said this, you made me feel bad, and I didn't like how you blank. You know, you're not just right. like, you're a liar, and a cheat, and a cheap person. You know, like.
1: <laughs> so when someone like recalls their negative memory of the next door neighbor yelling, get off my lawn, uh, right. they remember it as, you are a lawn invader. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the first time an engram is activated, that's called the key in. Uh, And then re-stimulators are elements in your environment that stimulate that engram. So like a tuba playing. A dramatization is not only what they were showing us, but a replaying of a past engram in the present. Right. So when you get into that hazy mode where you're remembering these horrible things people yell at you, that is your dramatization.
0: okay. I thought it was more like now that you have this impression that you are a cheat, you start acting like a cheat and you're like... You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're you start acting like that. On and it. now you like bring that into your oh, life okay. and you're re dramatizing it.
1: That would match my notes as well. So, oh, okay. chapter six is all about how the mind can make the body ill. And uh, chapter seven is prenatal experience. Uh, oh, yeah. We learned that most engrams are formed before two years of age and they attach to your cells, even, yes! w- even when you're in utero.
0: Weird. Okay.
1: An important thing to remember, though, Carrie, is yes. that it's not what you've done that forms engrams, it's what's done to you. So it's not your fault.
0: Okay. Well, I guess that's nice. Yeah.
1: So I guess when you're under the influence of alcohol and you're doing terrible things to someone else, I guess that doesn't form an engram for you? It, it just forms it for it, them? Because
0: I think, yes, but I think the assumption there is that you're doing that because you have an engram.
1: What if you're there. having a drunken bar fight and you're both hurting each other? Uh huh. You're recording the stuff that you're doing too. But it's-
0: that's not the first time for either of you then.
1: Re- oh, my.
0: I think the assumption is... Anytime you're doing something bad that you're causing, it's mm-hmm. because you have an engram from back in the past, and it oh. will always come back to something that but was done to you. But wouldn't you
1: form a new engram during the drunken bar fight? No.
0: We talked about this. Okay. No. Okay. Why not? It would just be another in the chain. So these engrams like start a chain that yes. makes you act them out. Oh, yeah. Whatever.
1: It wouldn't be the basic, but it would be a new one.
0: Yeah, a new one in the chain.
1: Okay. Yeah, yes. I'm just I'm responding to the fact that they're saying that It's not what you've done that forms the engram. Oh, I think
0: they mean the original engram, the basic. Okay. I I think that's supposed to be the first time it happens to you, the thing that gets the engram there that makes this chain begin- so ah. That's always going to be something that happened to you.
1: All right. I didn't get the distinction, but sure. Yeah, uh, no, no. You're just helping them out.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> someone else has been known to do the same So <laughs> All right.
1: Fine, <laughs> fine. So, okay. So you've talked about the basics. So these engrams, they form chains uh-huh. because the same thing keeps coming back and replaying itself in different ways. Right. An important thing in Scientology processing or Dianetics processing, in this case auditing, mm-hmm. is to go back along this chain and find the first engram that really started this chain right because each one then gains the power of the others in that chain right you need to get the the basic that's the first one and then poof the whole the whole chain goes away
0: now you might be wondering well what about the very first engram you ever got what might we call that the basic basic basic
1: I kind of wish they called it the basic, basic, basic.
0: Yeah, sure. They love those triples. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And if you get rid of that one, then it makes getting rid of other engrams much easier. They illustrate this with a pyramid on its head. And so they say that like the basic basic is at the bottom of this pyramid and you have all of these other engrams working their way up to the present. So you need to find your way to prune back in there and get rid of all these basics. But yeah, once you get rid of that tip of the pyramid, all of them start to go away a lot faster.
0: Okay, let's say you have the perfect baby and she's born into a life with only clear Scientologists around her and they're all operating with perfect recall and no reactive mind. Mm -hmm. seems like that baby could never get engrams.
1: You'd think so since they go to all that effort, right? Mm-hmm. Like for Surrey Cruise? Or- yeah. Yeah. So then does she not have any engrams or just it's easier for her to go clear, I guess?
0: Maybe. But I guess she is remembering things also in Katie Holmes's tummy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if Katie Holmes, for example, bumped Into a drawer. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Which is an actual example.
1: There's a video of a pregnant lady bumping into a drawer, which makes me wonder, did they put a pillow under her shirt, or did they actually have a pregnant lady bump into a drawer (laughs) and form an engram for the video production? Probably...
0: Pillow under a shirt. Okay. But anyways. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That will form a negative engram. And you, from the womb, in utero, you will have this clear recollection of everything that was said around you and your parents at that moment.
0: But you might not be able to access them right now. And that's because you're not in auditing, but you will be able to. Now, this is a good time... To reference our Lord and Savior Jesse Thorne. Hey, Jesse. Who who runs Maximum Fun because A, a it's Max Fun Drive. What? And B, he told me a great story about pregnancy and Scientology. Oh. So Jesse's beautiful, wonderful wife, Teresa, who Mm -hmm. hosts One Bad Mother, uh, was pregnant before she had her baby. Weird. While she was pregnant. Usually how that works. While she was pregnant with their second son, they had newish neighbors who were angry about just some like boundary dispute uh, on their property. Okay. And so Jesse was like, let's go over there and talk to them. And they had like some uh, sort of tit for tat agreement they were going to offer them. Okay. So they go over there and walk in. And he said there were just like 30 Scientology books. Like that was all that was on the bookshelves. Ooh, a giveaway. Yeah. And as he's talking to me, he said, and I thought, ruh row. <laughs> 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 um, So he like talked to them for a bit, offered them whatever, olive branch, and then um, left. And then later, Teresa gets this this call from the woman. And, and she's like, uh, can I talk to your husband, please? And Teresa's like, oh, uh, Jesse's out of town. He's on the East Coast. It's much later there. Uh, I can help you. And she's like, no, I need to talk to your husband. And Teresa's like, well, uh, I can make all the same decisions Jesse can. So Uh if you want to just tell me what it is. And like starts to get, you know, annoyed. Right. Woman won't tell her what it is. Won't tell her what it is. So finally, like Jesse calls on his cell phone from New York and is like, what? And she's like, listen, I can't yell at your wife because she's pregnant. (gasps) And it would it would be bad for the baby.
1: Oh my goodness! But I
0: wanted to tell you: do not fuck with me. Uh, I am a lioness.
1: Oh my! What? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! I am a lioness. I am a lioness. <laughs> hear that's me roar! Story. Wow!
0: Amazing. Okay. Yep.
1: Okay. So that's what happened. That's wow! That's an amazing story.
0: To hear more stories like this, you should join Maximum Fun because you can listen to Jordan Jesse Go, hosted by Jesse Thorne.
1: But I like that she's a lioness with a. Heart of gold. who would never right. want to harm never this baby. Never hurt a
0: baby. Um, <laughs> but I will
1: tear your throat out <laughs> if you don't settle this you're dispute. you're an
0: adult. So you could, for example, join Maximum Fun at the $20 level. Maybe you want to give $20 a month, Well, maybe. what do I
1: get if I join at the $20 level?
0: Well, you would get a Max Fun Adventure Necessity Collection, Ross.
1: Well, oh, well, that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it includes a Max Fun Pocket Knife. It includes a Max Fun... A MaxFun hot chocolate packet, a paracord bracelet, whatever that is, and-
1: It's a bracelet made of paracord.
0: Yes. And camping toilet paper. Whoa. You never know when you'll need to poop. You don't know. You'll
1: be ready for the great outdoors. Yep. At $20 a month.
0: At $20 a month. And then you still get the handkerchief. And you still get all that bonus content.
1: And you get to tell people, I'm a MaxFun donor. And when you sign up, what happens is they give you a checklist and you let them know the shows that you listen to. Yes. So let them know you listen to Ono, Ross, and Carrie.
0: That's very important. I love MaxFun Drive.
1: MaxFun Drive. So... You gave them a really helpful uh, (laughs) response when we were talking about pregnancy difficulties. You mentioned Jeffrey Dahmer.
0: Yes, another example they were so happy about.
1: Yeah, you were helping them out this time more than I was.
0: You're right. His father wrote this actually really good book uh, called A Father's Story by Lionel Dahmer. Really moving. My boyfriend and I bought it in Ojai, California when we were on vacation and ended up like reading the whole thing in a week together. It was so good. Oh, wow. The story goes that his mother was like so sick during the pregnancy that she'd have like epileptic fits. She was constantly vomiting. She was bedridden. She was constantly in pain. It was just like this horrible pregnancy.
1: So this kid is and just <laughs> getting it. And then the it's loads out of ingress.
0: Jeffrey Dahmer,
1: who's a cannibal who eats people. In case right. any, you haven't yeah, heard the name,
0: a rapist, cannibal, yeah. Uh, murderer.
1: Yeah, the worst kind of the rapist, the worst kind of the worst cannibal, kind of cannibal yeah, the and worst. the worst kind of murderer. <laughs>
0: yeah, totally, totally. The worst. Uh, the essentially. worst person.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, would in that case Scientologists be in favor of abortion? Oh, uh, good
0: question. But you can't abort anybody anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that.
1: that. <laughs> Oh goodness! No, you I know we're, la- try, Ross. we're laughing at abortion here. We'll, we'll tell the story later. Yeah, don't you judge will us now. We laugh at
0: abortion too. So just hang on.
1: <laughs> yeah, judge us later. <laughs> it was sad after they were talking about the psychosomatic illnesses. One guy behind us was saying, "Well, I'm diabetic. Uh, is that is that like a Aww. an engram?" And so then Kira was saying, oh, well, I'm not here to say that diabetes is definitely an engram, but, you know, it's a possibility. It might go away if you do processing. Yeah, and so yeah, they yikes. they would always, like, anytime we would ask for a specific example, right. they would always dial it back. Like, oh, well, we can't say this is definitely this. Right.
0: I, please don't sue me, but yes.
1: We've left 30%, you know. Right, right.
0: <laughs> because you never know, but probably.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's these zones. So this is the predecessor to the tone scale. Uh, zero is apathy or no mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. One is anger, two is boredom. Four is like enthusiasm. So this is like when he was first coming up with this whole idea.
0: And later we'll find scale. out these are really important in auditing. Your auditor is kind of looking for you to come up this zone chart.
1: So all of these engrams are suppressors, and they lower your emotional tone. So as you remove them, you become Lighter, happier. happier. And the end result of every auditing session is that you are supposed to laugh. Yes. And they, every
0: session, they literally said every session. Oh, did should, they? Yeah, they literally said, like, it is always laughter.
1: Certainly in the video, yeah, the guy breaks out laughing, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, that was actually uh, pretty funny that I was so sick and that I was gagging on yeah. my own vomit. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because in the videos, the person will, like, laugh and then be like, oh, that must be why I am attracted to alcoholics. Oh, ha, 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 or whatever, like, (laughs) at the realization. But in actual practice, I found that they didn't care about you having those realizations. They, like, they just want you to, like... Get rid of that one engram. And then if you want to talk about like, oh, yeah, here's how I think it like affected my life afterward. They're Mm. like, don't care.
1: I think the important thing as an auditor is that you never interpret for the person. Oh, right. And so maybe maybe they're just trying to discourage you from kind of jumping in on that gravy train and like agreeing with their assessment. Or something? I don't know. I, uh,
0: no, I mean, like, I feel like the, I saw it, like, squelched. Like, I saw times where, oh, interesting. you know, because you and I were auditing each other, we'll talk about it more, but where you, you know, would say, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense because, you know, like, one thing I'll do is start things and not finish, and then mm-hmm. the person, like, overseeing our auditing would be like, yes, yes, but back in the past, you know, oh, like, just yeah. didn't want to have... What to me is the most interesting part of the conversation, Uh which is like how it impacts your life now.
1: Interesting. Yeah. You would think with their history with the IRS that they would have chosen a different word other than auditing. Auditing.
0: Sure. Yeah. Just
1: bad word choice.
0: Yeah. Ever since the Going Clear documentary, suddenly it's occurred to people that like, whoa, Churches don't pay taxes. Or, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> or
1: maybe maybe the goal was to take the sting out of auditing. Like, you're getting audited. And people would be like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so question then mark.
0: When they hear that Scientology is being audited, they'd be like, that's no big deal.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll have Floating Needle for sure. Yeah. Then we watched the a video on returning. All these videos, by the way, are the same narrator voice that Mm -hmm. we've heard for most of these, not the Anthony Hopkins one, but the other guy. So yeah, then we learn in chapter 10, returning uh, the method for going back to old memories. Oh yeah. So we learned that in auditing, you will be able to go back and relive any memory and there's a file clerk.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. So this auditor works with your file clerk. We're not saying there's a little man inside your head that goes and retrieves records, But it works just like there's a little man inside (laughs) your head that goes back and retrieves records. So they refer to him as the file clerk and petition him to go and and grab this particular memory and bring it back.
0: So auditing is like the action of speaking with the file clerk and being like, help me find the earliest moment that I felt embarrassed or jealous or whatever. And
1: then he helps recall all of these additional details that were recorded that, you know, maybe if someone asks you to remember off the top of your head, you will say, I don't remember any of that. Right. But it's all. there cuz there's a time track and a file clerk. Uh you th- do
0: because we will pressure you into <laughs> saying <laughs> some details until
1: you say something that we're happy with. Yeah. Uh, the whole Purpose of this is to replay that memory so that it gets encoded in your analytical mind, right? And then it is erased. It's it's out of your reactive mind. It's no longer going to affect you in that negative way, and you still remember it, but now it's encoded where it should be, right? Where you're a hundred percent rational and always right.
0: Wonderful.
1: Hey, the whole reason you need to do this with an auditor is because you can't do it yourself, Carrie. Oh, I can't. Yeah, no, you can't just be like, I'm going to get rid of this engram and I'm going to play through it. No, because when when you're replaying it, you're partially under the control of it. Mm. And it's more powerful than you in that moment. Right. You need an auditor there because then their life force added to yours can be greater than the sum of that n-gram.
0: And they're probably using their analytic mind to deal with you right now because they're probably not too emotional about your memory. That kind right. of makes That's sense. That's
1: true, they have that impartiality. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we get into the last video of this session, how auditing works.
2: Auditing is the process of asking specifically worded questions designed to help you find and handle areas of distress.
1: Uh, So if you get to the point where you have been freed from all of your like major worries, Mm -hmm. like things that are really inflicting difficulties on you in your daily life, then you've reached a point called release. You want to get clear eventually. That's when you've completely emptied the reactive mind and then you're kind of immune to forming new engrams. But an important milestone in between there is release. And I asked like because they always referred to the person receiving auditing as the pre-clear, right? Like Is there a pre-release? So uh-huh. that would be kind of fun. But no.
0: Fair it- enough. pre-release, you know, also, brings to mind, like, VHS. Uh,
1: and so then we are done with the first part of the class after an hour and a half of Good watching videos. Good God.
0: Well, we better go on a break. Oh, there's cheese here. Look at that. Oh, some
1: crackers.
0: So much cheese and crackers. Oh, cold coffee. We go out. We both use the restroom. I walk up to some of our fellow classmates. So um, have you ever been to a Scientology course before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all like kind of stealing glances at Kira. And, Is it uh, okay
1: for me to be talking about right. this with these people who actually signed up for this class? <laughs>
0: right. So, um uh, <laughs> So Kira's like, oh yeah, you making up these names, but you know, uh, yes, Stephanie's uh, done this before.
1: Yeah, they're telling us like, oh, this is my third time taking this class.
0: Yeah, and so and oh. so uh, has also done it, and uh, this person here has done it until it's like it's everybody, it's everybody but us.
1: <laughs> and then you ask someone like, oh, so why are you taking this again?
0: Gina's like, because it's awesome. <laughs> and Gina had looked so uninterested the entire time. She oh, was she, on she's her her phone, she on her. And, yeah, <laughs> she's got her headphones on. Headphones in. Yeah, I thought not even like, listening. I thought, okay, this girl's, you know. She's she's... She's very young. So that, okay, her mom or whatever, like, asked her to go. And she was like, fine. But no, she's here because it's awesome.
1: Voluntary. What? And later on, we learned that she, like, needs to complete a certain amount of coursework before uh-huh. she can become a full Sea Org member. Right. And that's what she's working toward. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think there might have been one other genuine person who signed up for the class like we did.
0: There was one, yes. A young man. There was one guy, the guy who came in on a skateboard. Yeah. And even he had gone there before, but about like we had. It was like he had been to one other class or something. Right. But he was like, he seems genuinely new. So
1: they were padding this class. Oh, yeah. With Scientologists. Hugely. Who are. sitting through a, a two-day course, like uh-huh. full days. Yes. Just to make it look more lived in. Yes. Or to get extra points or so something. now
0: it comes into clear focus why when they had two people and you were like, I'm going to bump this up 50%. I'm bringing my friend. They were like, lock it in. Lock it in.
1: <laughs> and get it's her- a girl. Jesus Christ. Lock it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She speaks English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we return from our break, a little more savvy nature like, of this. And now, let's
0: take a step backward. Now we realize it's you and me and one dude surrounded in our room by like five True plants. True believers. Yeah. yeah, five plants and a teacher. And then on the other side of the wall,
1: <laughs> people watching <laughs> us, perhaps.
0: So there's like 10 people orchestrated to sit around three people and watch us watch videos.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's insane.
1: Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we- yeah. But
0: it is the fastest growing religion, just FYI. So they say.
1: <laughs> so then we have just another hour of videos to watch. So we learn important things about how to audit. So when you have your pre-clearer, first of all, you need to know that if they fight back at all, mm-hmm. it's not the person resisting. It's the engram It's the N-gram. So if they're like, you're stupid and you're a bad auditor and I'm sick of this. Mm-hmm. I want out. are mm-hmm. like, I understand. Let's start again. The
0: only way out is through. Let's begin again. And some of the examples on the film were people just being like, I'm a little tired of running this. Could we could we move on to something else? And they're like, yes, look at this hostile engram.
1: Uh, right. Like, no, you need really to just shut that down. Bored. And I don't think it was that day, but I remember hearing in some other material, they were saying that like, never let session and like don't let a person get away. Right. And so I have this mental image of like someone like trying to run out of the building but don't let it happen. Barricade the door. You need to finish this thing no matter what or there will be a real danger to that person. Which
0: is in direct opposition to something you literally say to the preclear when you begin auditing.
1: So there's this whole auditor's code and it must be followed. Yes. So, first of all, you got to keep your appointments, I think you got to dress nicely. Uh, you should be courteous in your treatment of all your preclears. You should be kind and stay quiet. You should be courageous, don't give ground or violate the fundamentals of therapy because a preclear thinks that you should. Patient in his working, never becoming restless or annoyed by the preclear. So this may take many hours. Don't look bored. Right. And They played all these videos of like these people checking their watches and sighing uh-huh, noisily. Right. The auditor should be persistent, never giving up until he has achieved results.
0: These last two all mean the same thing. It's no, It's like, totally. don't let the person leave. Don't let the person leave. Don't let the person leave.
1: <laughs> and the auditor should be uncommunicative, never giving the patient any information whatsoever about his case, including evaluations of data or further estimates of time and therapy.
0: Uncommunicative.
1: Un- yeah, be <laughs> uncommunicative. Okay, so then we learn about...
0: <laughs> the Black Panthers. Oh, this is...
1: My <laughs> this is, yeah, our, I think our favorite moment of this day.
0: This is pretty good.
1: There's the Black Panther mechanisms. Mm-hmm. These are five ways that we can react to uh, pain or danger. Uh, so picture a Black Panther on the stairs.
0: Okay, all right. So I'm picturing um, an African-American gentleman.
1: Leather jacket.
0: Right, vigilant.
1: Type. No, no, it's a literal Black Panther.
0: Oh, and when did he write this? You know,
1: 1950. Okay. So it's before uh-huh. the actual Black Panther.
0: Uh, but updated like a million times.
1: Yeah, and they didn't uh, decide. Right. (laughs) They should use a different phrasing. Sure. All right. So you got a black panther sitting on your stairs. So they have this video of this guy and he's walking upstairs in his nice home and oh, there's a black panther.
0: Yep. Right. There is a big wild black cat.
1: (laughs) Right in the middle of the stairs, like there's a first landing and there's a black panther staring at him. And the black
0: panther kind of rises in that, you know, crouching, hunting way.
1: (laughs) You are taught then you have five ways of reacting to the situation. You can one, attack.
0: Sure. Okay. So you could attack the the <laughs> cat with like any weaponry you might have. Okay. okay.
1: You might run or flee.
0: Makes sense. So they
1: show the guy that running even, out of his house.
0: Might even be the smartest thing to do.
1: You could avoid the situation.
0: Oh, uh, hang <laughs> they sh- on. They
1: show the guy just walking up the stairs, like walking trying
0: to past tiptoe it.
1: over the black panther. Right. Huh. <laughs> you could just neglect the situation, like just like pretend like it's not happening and just kind of stay there. Right. Or you could succumb. And just, you know, let them attack you. So uh, we learned that the best option, I don't know, choose yours. What would you do?
0: Okay, I'm torn between two. I think fleeing is a, is a genuinely good option. Yeah. Uh, assuming I don't have, like, weaponry or know how to fight a big cat.
1: And then call, you know, yeah. animal services or right.
0: something. Or neglect. I think maybe freezing and standing there and, like, mm. you know, being like, okay, I'll at least not trigger their fight impulse sure. and I'll just stand here like a statue I think those would be your two best options okay
1: well it turns out the best option is always attack
0: wait a minute
1: that's what well, we're taught. that's how you deal with problems uh,
0: maybe but
1: <laughs> oh okay, carrie's got the slide whistle hey welcome back slide whistle yeah I don't know if that was the best example I can't remember what the guy in the video did to attack
0: Oh, it just shows him sort of get into running pose and like bring his hands up to his face and then it froze on him like a comic book person who's like frozen in action.
1: Well, I guess he was doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, it was him like about to attack.
1: So yeah, then the video ends up with just like a 10 minute solid of testimonials. Mm -hmm. Little talking heads where people tell us to this, you know, lively, jaunty music, just like how great it's been for them and what it's done. And, you know, testimonials are are always the best form of evidence for anything. Uh (laughs) people are saying I could feel myself exiting the womb I was able to experience some moments of prenatal my back pain is gone one guy said I ran out my father's death and I was like oh poor guy and
0: now I don't feel bad about it yeah
1: exactly like that's the goal so now we've watched our videos and we're ready to go out and do some co-auditing
0: all right
1: which is where you and another pre-clear Kind of audit each other instead mm-hmm. of using like professional auditors.
0: And so Kira asked us, would you guys be interested in auditing each other? Because it's good if you have like a pre existing friendship. And we're like, uh, a shayah.
1: Yeah, which I, I was kind of surprised by. Uh-huh. I, th- I thought they wouldn't want you going in with someone you know already.
0: Yeah, and who doesn't have like any experience doing this. And I
1: thought, well, are Carrie and I going to be as rigorous with each other as you would with a stranger? Sure. So yeah, I wasn't sure if that was the right plan of action. But I also thought, okay, well, if this gets hairy, then mm-hmm. <laughs> at least we've got each other to fall back if on. If it's
0: hairy, you've got Carrie. But also, as it turns out, there is a lot of overseeing by some Yeah, people. you're
1: not just let loose to do, say <laughs> no, whatever sir. you want. No, sir. uh uh-uh.
0: So before we went to actually do the auditing itself, we got to go to lunch. Oh, that's
1: right. We got to eat. That's yes. important.
0: Yes. So our first day lunch for us vegetarians was hummus. Freeze-dried cabbage, (laughs) some plain potatoes, like literally just boiled potatoes with no salt, nothing, and a very smelly
1: quiche. Oh, yes, the quiche.
0: I couldn't choke down any of that quiche. It was so gross. The quiche was
1: pretty gross. Yeah, like, but you tried. turned. Not fresh quiche.
0: Real gross. And then freeze dried cabbage. Why do you even have this?
1: <laughs> why is this a thing?
0: Oh, so strange. Well, clearly
1: they just like rummaged through the kitchen like oh, what do we have? What do we have? That doesn't uh, have meat in it.
0: And then like, why did you need so badly to know ahead of time about our diets? Like, if you're
1: not going to do anything. You not
0: do anything. So weird. Oh and
1: yeah, I took a picture of it. Oh, there were artichoke hearts. That was a highlight. For me,
0: oh, okay, that
1: quiche was bad, and then oh, beats. There were beets there. I'm not a big fan of beets, but hey, I like beets. I needed, okay. I needed some eats.
0: Oh yeah. So actually, it looks not that bad from that picture until you realize that half of that plate, the quiche is completely inedible, and then the cabbage is freeze dried. I
1: was starting to form a negative engram. so <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think I actually finished it, which is rare. Usually, and a tuba
0: I, was playing. The
1: highlight of this meal, though, was that Gina came over to join us
0: in a weird, awkward way. We were already sitting at the table, and she just came and like plopped her plate down next to us.
1: Hey guys.
0: Hey. I'm like, oh. Well, hi. Okay.
1: thought I'd sit with you. You guys yeah. seem cool. Yeah. So we learned a lot about her. Uh-huh. Uh, she's- uh, Oh, boy. Yeah, 18. She, she's 18.
0: She another grew up in the foster system. Yeah,
1: another person who came out of the frying pan and like, oh, look at this Scientology. Yeah. Dropped into the fire. Yeah. And this had become like her form of- Expression and getting her feet under herself. Yeah. And she said that her family like actively discouraged her. Yeah. So like, this is horrible. You should not be involved with the Scientology. Right. And she said, yeah, I really had to cut them off. They made up all these horrible things about Scientology. We're like, oh, what kind of things did they say? Oh man, just like really bad, like ridiculous things. Oh yeah. Like, oh, well, what kind of things did they say? It's absurd. Yeah,
0: and then finally she. Came You're really up with not going to answer this question. She are came you? up with the example. They said that we believe in demons and we don't. It's like okay. <laughs> Doesn't seem that bad, but okay.
1: All right.
0: Uh, she also told us that she used to be on psychiatric drugs and she had gotten off of them. Mm-hmm. She was also on street drugs, but this will become a theme. She would not tell us which street drugs, and it started to just sound like I don't know. Like she was just sort of peppering her story.
1: She's not big on specifics. I got a little annoyed because Thetans came up. Uh And that's right. They hadn't mentioned (laughs) they hadn't mentioned Thetans in the class. And so I was kind of describing from my class, like, okay, well they have no mass and that, you know, the they don't occupy any space. They they only do that by postulating. They uh, choose to control a body, and, mm. and t- it's best for them to be exteriorized. And so I was describing the things that I had just learned. Then she says, no, that's an MU. You got that wrong. And
0: An, an MU is a misunderstood word.
1: Yeah, which should be...
0: MW. Yeah,
1: yeah. why is it MU?
0: Yeah, or... Right. The word misunderstanding.
1: Anything other than MU would have been an improvement. Yep. Yeah, it's just like when uh, David Miscavige didn't know how to say dyslexic. Yep. So she said that I didn't understand what a thetan was, and I was saying this wrong. So I was like, oh, okay, well, what would you say a thetan is? She's like, well, I mean, you should really talk to someone who is a supervisor.
0: Right. I, like, I can't tell you. Okay. Oh, what, okay.
1: So, but you say I got something wrong, what, what yes. would you... Okay, well, what would you say that? Can't tell you. Here's what I said, and I say it again. You
0: can go talk to someone. Which
1: part of that was wrong? Yeah, would not answer it, just said, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, it's misunderstood. I don't know, because she didn't like the tone in which I was saying it or
0: something? I don't know.
1: That was annoying to me. I was yeah, like, I know. I was like, I don't think I like you anymore. <laughs> you know. I yeah. mean, okay, I still like her, but a little frustrated.
0: But yeah, it was like a bunch of her tenants like coming to clash because she needs to correct you, but she's not allowed to correct you, you mm-hmm. know, like, because yeah, apparently it's even worse. If someone has an MU and you try to clarify it and don't do it properly, that's even worse. So she was like, I got to let you know this is wrong but I have no more information for you.
1: (laughs) So essentially, she made lots of bold claims and then never would back them up the second you would try to... uh... Uh,
0: Yeah, not even like supporting evidence, just details of what you mean.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Could you clarify? No. So yeah, that was a great conversation. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Life of the party. But you know, she was full of smiles and wanted Uh to tell all her stories and stuff. But oh, yeah, yeah, we felt terrible for her. that
0: poor girl. I'm not sure if it was at this lunch, but she was also the one who I had the conversation with about psychiatric drugs where she was saying, she had been on them and they had like really messed her up and now she was off them Hmm. she said yeah you know people think that they're experiencing all these problems that they need to cure with psychiatric drugs but actually the psychiatric drugs cause the problems and i was like well that wouldn't make sense for people who've never used them right yeah and she's like yeah you know you think that's the case but it turns out people only go crazy after they take the drugs Okay, um, hmm. so then I bring up this example that like had just happened, okay. which is a friend who has bipolar. She had an extreme dissociative episode that went on for months where all of us who were her friends were like trying to get her help like calling 911 like lots of stuff going on right and she wasn't taking any medicine um finally someone got her into the er she was finally like the law like made her take medicine and now she is fine oh because she took the medicine she needed and she will tell you like oh yes no my uh brain is messed up i took some medicine and just like a diabetic person taking insulin yeah. Uh, Symbol
1: cause and effect. Yep. It's what you needed. Got so, it. I'm,
0: so I'm t- uh, telling Gina this story, trying not to seem aggressive about it, yeah. and uh, she was like, "Well, I've never heard of that happening." Okay. Well, I just told you about it. <laughs> like, it's like you won't let this other data I mean, in.
1: Uh, all right. Fair enough. She can't verify it. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Gina, in a nutshell, lots of bravado, enthusiasm, excitement. Put stuff out there, doesn't want anything back in. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So that was a fun lunch.
0: Yeah, that was delightful. <laughs> so
1: now we're ready to do our co auditing. Uh-huh. They take us into the chapel. They seat us across from each other, knee to knee.
0: And it's called the chapel. It's got a, a like raised stage area. It's got a lectern. So it has like a little bit of a hint of like uh, the church we're used to. But it feels more like a multi-purpose room.
1: I got a picture of you with your Dianetics little handbook here.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, that's right. I also had blonde hair with pink streaks, which people kept making sure to tell me they liked, which I think they thought made them seem real cool.
1: Oh, well, I liked your hair. Well, thank you. Retroactively.
0: I audited you for... No, you you audited me
1: first. Yes. I think we started with the the sad tale of your, your dog passing away. Was that the first one? I think so. Okay. So the whole spiel is that you walk somebody through a painful memory mm-hmm. and have them tell the details. So poor Carrie is having to tell me the story of her dog passing away. Which is
0: like a real harrowing story. I had to put the dog down. So it's like a you know, a story with a lot of emotions. It's not just sad. It's, you know, remorse and uh, feeling and, like I couldn't do enough for him. And
1: and I know Carrie and I knew Toomey and I know the friends involved and I'm having to ask her all these details about it. And I'm running through this kind of checklist. They've given us a little booklet here. It's a procedure guide, basic Dianetics procedures. So this is how we get started. Yeah. Step one. Assure the preclear, he or she will know everything that happens. Tell the preclear, You will remain aware of everything which goes on. You will be able to remember everything that happens here. You can pull yourself out of anything which you get into if you don't like it. Step two, have the preclear close his or her eyes.
0: Closing my eyes.
1: Tell the preclear, close your eyes.
0: Oh. Okay, Okay.
1: she just reclosed them. And we learned earlier that this is the state of reverie. Mm. There's another name for it. Okay,
2: so Carrie's in reverie. Step three, install canceler. In the third step, the auditor makes sure that anything she says during the session won't accidentally re-stimulate the preclear or act as a command over him at a later time. So the auditor makes an agreement with the preclear to cancel this from occurring. In the future, when I utter
1: the word canceled... Everything which I have said to you while you are in a therapy session will be canceled and will have no force with you. Any suggestion I have made to you will be without force when I say the word canceled. Do you understand?
0: Yes, I understand. Wait, one clarifying question. Yep. You said I can pull out of anything that I don't like, so that means that like we can stop whenever I want, right? Nope. Oh. What does that mean then?
1: Nothing. Okay. I just said that. Cool. Because it sounds good. <laughs> All right. It's the kind of thing you should say if you're not hypnotizing someone okay. and forcefully keeping them in this chair for hours on end.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Are we understanding each not other really, now? Not really, but okay. <laughs> uh, and I think Carrie kept laughing every time I said the word cancel. Cancel. He <laughs> found that really it funny. It is real funny. <laughs> so she'd have to fight back the laughter. Yeah, but that whole step was just to make sure that this is definitely not hypnosis. This will have no force. And like, mm-hmm. no one really, I would think, is that worried about that or cares about that. But now Scientologists say it every single session. Step four, return the preclear to a period in the past. Tell the preclear... Let's go to the earliest moment of pain or discomfort.
0: Now, here's what's interesting. They say the earliest moment. And they said, because I had mentioned the thing with Toomey, mm-hmm. the guy who was helping us out was like, yeah, let's run that. And then I was like, okay, but that's not, that was like three years ago. They yeah. say the earliest moment. He's like, yeah, but that's like the earliest you can think of right now. And I'm like, no, I can think of earlier times I was upset. No, 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 that's fine. It just gets real confusing like yeah. where you're supposed to start.
1: I guess because maybe he feels that the chain will lead back to other memories that you're not anticipating.
0: Oh, I'm sure that's the case. But like I'm telling him like, no, I can think of we earlier We can things. already
1: start earlier. Yeah,
0: if you want. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, I've got other memories. five, yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, step 5A, work with the file clerk to get data. Tell the preclear, begin at the beginning and recount it. (laughs) Say continue when you want the preclear to keep on progressing along. Mm -hmm. So this is then where you start telling your story. Uh So yeah, Carrie gives me the details. Okay.
0: It was 2012.
1: I'm supposed to interject step 5B. I'm supposed to work with the file clerk to get data. So, I'm going to ask questions like what did you hear? Present what tense. Do you hear? Yeah, that's right. That's important.
0: Yeah, see now when I said it was 2012, oh, you're that's to say I should something t- like go there, be there now to that's try right. to get me to speak in present. That's tense. right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Carrie, begin at the beginning and recount it. Okay. Uh, and so I'm asking these questions of her as she's going along and if if you don't ask some questions, these little Hall monitors oh my God. who are walking. will
0: drive at, you crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are annoying. So so, <laughs> so there's like a person who's kind of like moderating this session and they come by with this like sense of self-importance and they've got like a little clipboard and they'll write down what is the somatic? Uh-huh. And you're like I just asked that two yeah, seconds you just before you arrived. behind me. But you know, like Carrie's got her eyes closed; she doesn't know what's going on. But I'm asking her the same question again: like, what's the somatic? Uh-huh. Which means, like, what do you feel in your body?
0: Right. Which they <laughs> refuse to just say, like, uh, are you in pain or anything like that? No. What's the somatic?
1: <laughs> How does it smell? Yeah. And so they'll come by, like you know, they just thought of something really important and uh-huh. incisive in the story they haven't been listening to, and you need to ask this right, right. now. And so they'll sit there with it, like in your face. Waiting <laughs> waiting for right. like a, a little hiccup in the story so you can jump in and say, well, what's the somatic?
0: Right. And sometimes it'll be like, describe the color of her shoes, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, uh, I think they're gray. No, you know. Okay, they're gray.
1: Or like, they'll come by to watch you for a second and you'll say, what can you see outside the window? And then they'll like nod emphatically, like, good. Oh,
0: wow. They'll give you the thumbs up, you know, like,
1: excellent question. And
0: the more you can think of like really obscure details, the more impressed they are. So if you're like, I'm in my old apartment what does the wood on the walls look like? <laughs>
1: Good job. Wow. You are really connecting them with one of those uh, 57 sensory inputs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what are the other questions? Oh, yeah, what's the tactile on it? Oh, yeah. That one I always kind of wanted to laugh when I have yeah. to ask what's the tactile? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, what are you feeling? What, are there any sounds there? What do you see? What do you feel? Uh, contact the somatic. That's another way right. of saying that. Just uh-huh. feel that right now. Because you're there. Yeah, well, they
0: would say, what's the somatic? Okay, contact that somatic. So they want you to like feel it right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. What color is, you know, whatever the object is they're talking about. So you would think, okay, Carrie's told her story. Great. She's done now?
0: No. Dear (laughs) God, no.
1: So step 6A is reduce all engrams contacted so that no charge remains. Tell the preclear, go back to the beginning and go over it again. Pick up whatever additional data you can contact.
0: Okay. And
1: boy, if we had a dime for every time we heard that.
0: Oh my God. We would it be rich. Gets maddening.
1: If we had a quarter, we could do laundry.
0: I would think on just the Toomey story, how many times do you think you made me tell it?
1: Oh, man. At least seven or eight times.
0: Oh, I was gonna say more.
1: Uh, very likely more. I so it okay. all blends together.
0: It that story ended up taking us three hours. You're right because right?
1: we came back to it another yeah. time. Okay, yeah, you told I me think... that story at least 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> Easy because
0: it was. I believe we determined later that we spent three hours on the Toomey story, and the story oh. can't be more than 10 minutes at its longest.
1: Right, and right? then and then like they come by and they watch you, and they they know they're not happy with what you've gotten out of this. So I I felt so bad. I kept having to flip back over to. Uh-huh. Step 6A, go back to the beginning.
0: Yeah, I know. I can hear it in your
1: voice. Go over it again pick up whatever additional data you can contact. You're
0: trying like so hard to communicate to me. I'm sorry, but there's someone behind your st- your shoulder. And
1: Carrie's like she keeps adding more layers of detail about who's sitting where and who's touching, you know, this person right. and, you know, what okay, is the color maybe, of
0: this? Maybe the carpet's orange. Yes, it's orange. And
1: so she's telling me the story again and it's like, okay, I've gotten like you know, all of the relevant details but now they're sitting over you and they're pointing at the clipboard right. or waiting for you to ask questions so you're asking for details you already have or just kind of coming up with new arbitrary things oh man and so awful yeah and so you keep having to add more detail each time because it's becoming more real right and lived in but you start
0: to realize the little games you need to play as the pre-clear so here are the things you need to do to make this end okay (laughs) number one you want to be adding more and more details and then stop you want to like make the auditor think like oh she's maxed out uh-huh. so you have to you have to get to a certain point where like oh she's been adding for a while and then stop because if you keep adding information they're supposed They'll to start just keep over.
1: you're right Yeah. so that's one thing because as long as they see there's room for expansion they will keep you keep going.
0: going yes you want to start <laughs> saying it more and more cheerfully <laughs> yeah. so you gotta be like well you know uh, my dog Toomey wasn't doing so well I kind of knew it was time to let him go you, know, you start just telling it in like this absurd voice to try to make this stop uh uh-huh. hopefully start laughing if you can which
1: is oh, it's so terrible because there's one particular part of the story where you're describing Toomey's response to the drugs oh yeah and, and he's, like, it's like so yeah, horrible yeah. to yeah. hear and there's no way you can tell that and right no human should laugh or right. like find joy in that and it
0: just to give this color like when Toomey was euthanized there are two shots. There's one that like sedates the body, and then one that does the actual euthanasia. And the first one, it turns out he was allergic to or had some reaction to. So he starts having a seizure in the middle of what should have been his calming down. I
1: hated having to make you tell that.
0: <laughs> I know. It's, over it's, it's and terrible. over. Yep. But
1: yeah, so to, to game the system, if you will, which right. everybody must do, has to have to do. Like, has how do to. I make this end? Oh, I need to start acting more chipper with each retelling, right. and you oh, can't do it. All,
0: starts having a seizure. You can't do it all right like, away, too. No,
1: <laughs> that would, that would be too suspect. You can't right. do it the first time. You can't do it the second time. Right. You got to like slowly build up to it's it. Got to like,
0: be at least an hour, fifth
1: or sixth time. Yeah, yeah you can start introducing elements of like, acceptance. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, this will not end.
0: Right. Yes. So you start, yeah, acting real chipper and happy about it. A real weird thing starts happening about the somatic. So mm. they make you contact the somatic and then they'll be like, what number is it at out of 10? You're like, oh, okay, yeah. it's like a, like the, I feel grief and it's at like an eight. Okay, great. The next time you're like, I feel grief. Uh, okay, contact it. How, do, how, how heavy does it feel now? And now you're in a weird position because you want to convince them that you are contacting it. But you also want that number to be climbing down. Right. So you're like, okay, kind of an eight, but you know what? Maybe a seven. It's like a <laughs>
1: weird
0: thing you like, At this you're rate, playing.
1: if I keep retelling this, next time I could be at a, a definite six. and yeah. may- Could I jump to a four the time after that? Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're telling a story in, in increasing detail. I noticed that you also, I think another tact that you took was to put a clear end to a memory. We'd get to a certain point and you'd be like, yep, that's it. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh I guess I can't plumb for any any further <laughs> I I on the time track. That, that
0: makes sense. That's all I've got. That's definitely it.
1: That's all folks. <laughs>
0: That's it. And then it's gone. Da, yeah.
1: Da, da. So I was like, all right, that's Carrie's thing and I'm happy to help her. Let's go back and she can tell this short story again. Oh,
2: God. So yeah,
1: step 6B uh, reminds you to reduce all engrams contacted so that no charge remains. Right. Again, we're trying to re- remove the charge from this engram. If an incident does not reduce after many recountings, now what you need to ask is, is there an earlier incident like this? Yes. And so- If the preclear says yes, have him go to the earlier incident and recount it starting at step 5A. So guess what? You get to tell a new story Uh from earlier in your life over and over. And I say begin at the beginning and recount it. Right. If they don't have an earlier incident, have the preclear return to the beginning of the incident.
0: And start again.
1: Being run and say, yeah, go back to the beginning and go over it again. Pick up whatever additional data you can right. contact, right? And so that phrase just becomes this like, "Wah wah," like go to jail yeah. on Monopoly oh, kind totally. of thing. Like, oh, gotta oh, start over it again. Feels
0: awful. But these little church mice that are running around you, like <laughs> you know, telling
1: you what to do, uh-huh.
0: start interjecting in your conversations for whatever reason. They need you, the auditor, to say to the pre-clear, "Um, uh, uh Jessica's gonna say something to you now, right?" Like. They just think it's going to be so confusing if you just suddenly hear their voice. A different oh voice God. comes in and says so things. <laughs> That's right. they like, tap you on the shoulder and be like, tell him I'm going to talk to him. Okay.
1: They whisper in your ear yeah. and you can probably hear them o- talking okay, already. Okay,
0: Philip's going to talk to you. Okay, <laughs> Ross. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I know how talking works. It's okay. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, then they always start with, how's this going? Oh, uh-huh. fine it's going fine great great were we able to contact something oh wow and how are you feeling about that (laughs) oh uh huh uh huh and they're they're the ultimate judge of whether you get to be done yes
1: and so then yeah then you just begin at the beginning again or you snap to an earlier moment. oh yeah and that's another thing they'll do is when they ask you is there an earlier moment they will introduce this
0: oh uh, the snapping
1: yeah they snap like right next to your head and go back to an earlier moment
0: Yeah, well, and also they tell you, like, uh, just answer me when I snap my finger. I think it's to get you out of, like, thinking too much. It's like, don't think about it. Is there an earlier moment?
1: Yeah, the the very first thing that comes to mind. So, yeah, exactly. You're not overthinking And then
0: if you just say yes, because brains just do shit, and you might just say yes and not have a memory, now you're forced to make one up. Yes. (laughs) Okay, then they're like, is there an earlier memory like this? And you're like, well, like this? What, like grief, like feeling like I didn't do enough? Which part of this am I looking for? Right. You know? Right. Like with the Toomey story, I felt a thousand things. I felt like I had done the right thing, but I also felt remorse, but I also felt grief, but I also felt peace. What am I looking
1: for? (laughs) I think for your first retelling of this, you went at least two hours. With your eyes closed.
0: And then and then we took a break and then we went back. It was yeah. a total of three hours for the Toomey story.
1: But yeah, in that first one, you went on that long before they got to a point where they were happy with you ending at that time?
0: Yes. And then what happened was, then we went on a break and they asked me how it went.
1: Well, hold on though. Oh, okay. We've got to get you out of this. You're still- Yes. You're still in reverie. You're you recounting- You
0: never want to end on a bad memory. This is where you're like, yeah. It's like when finally your friend says to you, okay, let's think of a pleasant memory. Yeah, yeah. Something that made you happy. And then you're like, oh my God, it's ending. Uh It's ending. I might only have to tell this story three times. Yeah,
1: we're not done. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. So, yeah, then you think of some happy moment where you won an award or...
0: Yeah. Yeah, they often give the example of pride. Like, sometime you felt really proud. Maybe you won a spelling bee. Uh-huh. Like, uh, what? Okay. I'm just going to think of kissing my boyfriend. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Yeah, whatever it is. It can be any time. And so, uh-huh. yeah, that's nice. And then you have to usually retell that an arbitrary well, yeah. number of times. Yeah,
0: but more around like three. three than like 10. Right. Yeah. Totally. And it can be real short. It can be like, I have my dog in my arms and I think, oh, I have a real family. Family now. And then you're like, oh, what color shirt are you wearing? Purple. Okay, <laughs> great.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's throw in one somatic right. <laughs> or something. All right, good now. Then and only then, uh, once the person has gone through maybe one or two happy memories. I think maybe we once had three happy memories. Uh-huh. Then you get to step seven and you tell the preclear, come to present time. In step eight, then you make sure by asking the preclear, are you in present time?
0: Can you imagine if she said no? <laughs> Nope. No, all right. Start at the beginning and begin.
1: <laughs> that would be the ultimate, oh like, God. screw you for not saying what you're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> You'd um, only do that once.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, the preclear says yes.
1: And step nine, tell the preclear, canceled. <laughs> and then watch her laugh.
0: Yeah, we both started, like, really laying heavy on that word.
1: Canceled. <laughs> And then step 10, restore full awareness of the preclear surroundings. Tell the preclear, when I count from five to one and snap my fingers, you will feel alert. Five, four, three, two, one. Um, And then then you've completed your co-auditing session.
0: You open your eyes. Your friend is sitting there looking so sorry. (laughs) And one of the guides is kneeled in front of you looking at you like, you just had like an amazing experience or yeah huh?
1: or you just came out of surgery or something yeah, like some yeah. major thing has just happened you're like okay and after you've had your eyes closed that long your the eyes world have looks adjusted bright. yeah so everything's like super bright and you're blinking and mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to see oh wow okay yeah. oh i'm still in this room that's right and and you've been kind of hearing the other people sitting nearby sure. telling their stories but still it's like oh yeah that's right they're there
0: and then yeah and then they're like how did this go oh wow now i made the deep and disastrous mistake. Okay. When they asked me how the Timmy thing went, I was like, "Oh, it was good. It was good." And they were like, "Do you feel all better or something like that?" And I was and like, like
1: oh, "I'm still sad. Oh,
0: well, you know, it's still a sad story. But yeah, <laughs> I feel better about it than I did." <laughs> oh, nope. Back under the knife, lady. Yeah,
1: not the right answer. <laughs>
0: So then we had to go back and do it huh. for 50% more time.
1: <laughs> you did your first retelling and then...
0: Another hour.
1: And that's another thing. Like your voice gets just so tired. My throat yes. was parched after yes. my first session. We had to
0: keep going and getting water. And oh my God, you go and you get this water or maybe you would take a, a bathroom break. When you come back, they're like, Are you ready? Are you done? Is it time to go in? Are you done? Do you need to still finish that? Do you need to finish your yeah, coffee? So we to need like to go back in. We got to go back extra in. extra time. Jesus. Yeah, calm down. Yeah. And I would like go and bring my cell phone to the bathroom just to like text Drew and be like, I'm alive. Everything's okay. And there was, you just felt like you were like breaking code by yes. like telling your family you're fine.
1: You take really long bathroom breaks, <laughs> yeah. sip on the water languorously, you know, like, Let me take my time. Yeah. Sip, sip.
0: You're, You're, like, tempted to make up, like, diarrhea, like, just
1: because it would be better. Because your throat hurts. Like, Uh it was really painful just talking that long. Yeah, my first session was, I think, about two hours and painful. And it wasn't a painful memory. It's something I've told people about before. But um, it was the time I nearly drowned when I was a kid. Right. So, yeah, it was a story. And I had little pieces of data, but I was, like, three or four. Right. You know, so it's one of my first memories where I actually have some like kind of visual recollection.
0: And you know what you were doing? This is another one of the little tricks that uh. you caught on to pretty well was acting at first like things are foggy and then being like, definitely her swimsuit was yellow.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> this
0: time I see it perfectly. And it
1: was annoying because, first of all, their understanding of memory is complete nonsense. Uh-huh. Every There's been so many avenues of research and memory is not that good. Yeah, it's, it's, yes. It's not a,
0: It's downright bad.
1: It's not a t- tape that you can play back. You know, we don't have these perfect recollections of everything that have happened to us. We definitely don't have a time track. And every time you recall a memory and run through it, it degrades. Yeah,
0: you're actually making it worse. Yeah,
1: you're pulling it back into kind of working memory and you're adding pieces to it that, you know, you saw on a TV show or you remember right. from something else or you're just kind of fabricating on the spot. And that's what they're actively having you do right. in this auditing session is dickering with your former memories, right. putting them back in. And that's like one of the main reasons I'm like really... Kind of annoyed with the whole like psychic industry because you're messing with all that people have left of their loved oh, ones. Yeah. That's it. And now you're changing that and you're inserting suggestions about what that person was thinking. Oh yeah. And so I maybe this isn't quite as impactful, but still you're you're changing people's memories.
0: But as an example of a way it could be as bad, I mean the repressed memory incidents that people were accused of horrible crimes, false because, memories
1: of dads abusing their daughters. Right,
0: because the children knowing no better, not their fault, were like uh, led through these sort of uh, leading narrative questions. memories until they remembered those things happening. Right. It's called iatrogenic memory, which means like it's given to you by your doctor or your therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it would be very easy to do that here.
1: Clearly, memories are being changed, modified, and leading questions are being asked constantly. There, there's a great book that I read by Susan Clancy called Abducted, mm-hmm. and she was looking into false recovered memory syndrome and she was using alien abductees as her control group ah. and then she just realized there was so much interesting content there great book highly mm-hmm. recommend it to all our listeners
0: elizabeth loftus also comes to mind she's like the, mm, yes. the expert who's on memory often, yeah a memory expert who's often called to uh be an expert trial witness um especially in cases because of,
1: memory uh, stinks memories. and and yeah. eyewitness accounts are not worth much of anything yeah So uh, anyways, yeah, so this was frustrating because I'm going back to this earliest memory and I, yeah, I tell it first just kind of as I do remember it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm being poked and prodded to add all these additional details that I just know are wrong.
0: The one thing I will say is at least, at least the auditor is not supposed to add too much detail. Mm -hmm. So you are at least like adding the things yourself, but you can do enough damage that way.
1: Yeah. Even asking a question like, what color is her swimsuit? Right. Yeah. It's nah. just changing things. Yeah, oh no, for sure. I have no idea, and me making up an answer is just going to take me farther from the truth.
0: Totally. I guess I was just saying that because uh, I do want to absolve them of the um, the accusation that you could be like, "Did your dad abuse you?" That would be a question sure. that didn't you know, right. belong there, but.
1: Yeah. You're right. That's fair. And if they're doing their job right, they wouldn't right. be asking that that kind of leading question. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I told the story many times of my sister saving me in the pool. And, yeah, then I couldn't remember. I didn't think I was resuscitated. And my dad confirmed later, like, no, I'm pretty sure you weren't. He wasn't there. At the but
0: moment. I got you to the place where you were like, yes, I was resuscitated. Yep. yep. Sure. Yep. sure. Got to tell the story. like, oh.
1: They need more details. Missing,
0: and apparently you need it. Sure.
1: It was uh, exhausting. And I told it over and over and over again. Yep. Until I was very happy about this. I'm so glad. I yeah. mean, that was pretty funny. That, oh uh,
0: boy, almost drowned. That I
1: nearly drowned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Great. Too I wish I could funny. do it again. Too funny. Anytime.
0: One of my favorites was I don't remember what memory came before this, but I said, Can you think of an earlier uh, or another time you felt like this? And you said, Yeah, um, I remember being lost in a cave. Yes. So you start t- describing this cave. And this one guy who we came to adore, I'll call him Junus. All
1: right. (laughs) So I'm going to call him Junus. My name is Junus. I'm not no Weezer song. Thanks for all you've shown us. You've never heard my name is Jonas? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, never mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So Junus is like, Kneeling next to us. And as you're talking about the cave, he's like, he's like (sighs) making like, he's pounding his fists and he's so excited, so excited, so excited because he thinks the cave is going to be your mom's womb Uh and that this is going to be a prenatal and he's so excited. And then he's like,
1: yeah, I told the story of getting lost in the cave ad infinitum at this point. And so then he snaps me to an earlier memory. Yeah. And I say, oh, well, it's dark. And yeah, that's where he gets so excited. Uh He's like, well, what do you hear? Uh, I hear like a drip, drip, drip yeah because I'm thinking of being inside a cave where mm-hmm. I was lost so yeah, he was so excited he thought I'd gone prenatal and I was like, no nope, not doing it like yeah. I just I don't, don't want to make up a prenatal memory yeah, right yeah. Now. screw you
0: yeah we try to be <laughs> as honest as we can and so you didn't have that memory I
1: revealed it, it was a, a cave again yeah, It's still and the he's cave
0: so crestfallen oh
1: so anyway, so we went through this for hours and then we kind of learned strategies to make it stop. Mm-hmm. Because it was dinner time and, and you're doing this important process that you can't interrupt and yet you have dinner time. Right. And so how do you make people stop in time to go get their dinner? Right. Uh, so that's tricky. But yeah, we did stop, get dinner, went back, did so, more. So
0: here's what our dinner was. Oh yeah, what's well, on the menu? We each got two veggie patties, a bun, tomatoes, pickles, no sauces, no like. Mm-hmm, yeah. No, all um, All dry. Green beans. I'm still
1: calling this our best meal.
0: Yeah, oh, for sure. Green beans. (laughs) Veggie patty's not bad. And some plain rice. And yeah, we're like, yeah, all right. Look at the
1: veggie patty, thank you. uh,
0: Yeah, almost a sandwich and almost sides. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then we go back to auditing and we're like, "Uh, shouldn't the class be done by now? Because Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. We're already well past that. We were there until 9 p.m.,
0: Goodness. Three extra hours. Yeah.
1: And again, it's just this non-ending process.
0: So that's that was 12 hours that day.
1: Yep. 12 hours 12 the
0: first hours day. 12 hours
1: for $50. What's that? $4 an hour. Okay. Yeah. 4 hey.
0: four seventeen.
1: All right. <laughs> no money's worth. Oh, my God. Oh, it was miserable i was parched i was getting irritable because i'm I'm thinking of all the stuff that i've got to do you know this is my weekend yeah i want to go you know i already give up nine to six and i'm here till nine yeah so finally they let us go they're like see you tomorrow morning
0: yeah oh my god i was dreading (sighs) me too the
1: next day i was like you're like oh this is miserable and we got out of there and we're like this is the worst thing (laughs) Ever. This is no.
0: miserable. Oh God, it was the worst uh, thing. It
1: really was. Yeah, my throat hurt.
0: Uh-huh. Me too. And I was I, just I came home and drank some tea. Sore
1: and tired.
0: And then we had to be back in twelve hours. Yep. Actually, and that time didn't they say if you can get here a little early, that's good. They told us like breakfast starts at eight thirty, I think. Yes, that's yeah. right.
1: So we showed up like eight fifty or something. I,
0: I showed up I remember a little earlier than you because I hung out with Kira in the lobby there for a little bit. Oh, okay. And a guy... An older gentleman came around with a basket carrying like a bunch of sweets from Christmas. Oh,
1: the Santa Claus um, guy.
0: Yeah. So he had a bunch of like leftover Christmas sweets, and he was like, "Please take a brownie. Please will you take a brownie?" <laughs> it was like really weirdly begging. So I was like, "Sure." It was 8:30 a.m., and then he like stood and watched me eat it. So I like had to eat the whole.
1: Oh no! <laughs> okay, I
0: didn't have to, but I felt like the social pressure brownie to pressure. Eat it, yeah. So I was like, oh, "Okay." And he was now dressed as Santa Claus. Sick. No, but it was that guy because the same guy she told was... me that, yeah.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Now, Ross, I wanna hear about your second day. I wanna hear about it so much, but you know what else I also wanna hear about?
1: A Max Fun Drive. Max Fun
0: Drive! Max Fun
1: Drive. Max Fun Drive is happening now and it's going through March twenty fifth. So this is the best time. For you to help us by signing up as a monthly donor.
0: Absolutely. This is the time when it helps us the most and it's the time when you get the most in return. So if you join at the $35 a month level, not only do you get that bonus content, not only do you get the handkerchief. Comes with 10. Not only do you get the adventure necessity collection.
1: Which comes with $20 a month.
0: But you also get a vacuum thermos with travel tumbler. And we're not talking about some stupid thermos that it's like rinky dink and it's going to fall apart. Look at this mofo. That is a serious.
1: Oh, and it's got the Max Fun Rocket on it. Yep. Fancy.
0: That is some serious uh, stuff to take to the office. It'll keep
1: your hot drinks hot.
0: Keep your hot, exactly. Keep your hot drinks drinks cold. Maybe you want to bring the soup to the office. You can do that. You can do that. Yeah. I won't stop you. Now, think of all the entertainment you're getting for $35 a month. I mean, come on.
1: All of these great podcasts. On Maximum Fun.
0: We've got 22 shows.
1: Wow. That's
0: like, oh my God, you could listen to just Max Fun shows your whole work day every oh, yeah. day of the month. You would not run, would run out not of run material. Out. Yeah. Nope. Nope. And think about it, like 35 bucks, you could maybe go to the movies twice with your date. Maybe.
1: Movies are getting expensive.
0: But instead, you can pay for all this content all week, all day, and support independent artists. Absolutely. So go to maximumfundorg forward slash donate. Help us out. Jesus is a show you love. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Ross, what were you going to tell me?
1: So day two... We show up. You get there before I do. They give us breakfast again. Yep. Uh,
0: breakfast, which is, again, sausage, eggs, and plain bread.
1: <laughs> and oh, the, but
0: this time, yeah. I knew what was up, and I had eaten breakfast.
1: Smart. Yeah. Okay, you came ready. So this day, they take us upstairs, and there's like a special auditing room. The chapel's being used for something else. Right. Well, per- it's,
0: it was Sunday, so it's being used for Sunday service.
1: Oh, that's right. They do Sunday services at, <laughs> well, uh, we'll talk about this when we go to one, but uh-huh. uh, theoretically eleven o'clock yeah. and uh so we're upstairs and there's a special room all set up with chairs facing each other yeah i can't a remember. very
0: hot room as i recall
1: carrie contact the somatic
0: oh it was really hot okay
1: okay you're over overheated up there yeah huh? yeah and you had kind of a view of los angeles out the window with if your eyes were open right which they are your eyes might be closed for a few hours for oh, no reason right. uh so yeah we did more auditing ran through more Painful memories. And
0: uh, at this point, I am making up so many I need to go to the bathrooms.
1: Oh, oh that's true. We took some some long breaks that second day because, yeah, you just don't want to go do it again.
0: And there's... It's awful. But again, there's cheese in the hall. Thank God. (laughs) Cheese and crackers. And... Uh, when I would get like a few seconds to myself to go out there and like pretend to eat fruit or whatever, then someone would come up and be like, Hi, you're new here. Let me talk to you. Here's some endless chit chat. <laughs> Stop. Just give me two seconds.
1: Do you know that Dianetics comes from the word <laughs> dia, which means through? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, they're telling you the same things you've heard over and over oh again. Oh my
0: God. It's terrible.
1: Yes. Yeah. Horrible. yeah you never know which sea org member will be wandering around outside and start a new conversation with you
0: and then there are the people who like are suspicious of you they see you they don't know who you are and they're, and they're like hi
1: that's always the default look for? yeah the, yeah the default look you get from a sea org member is the you know Suspicion. what yeah what are you doing here right are you in your proper place right oh, where, um, ca- where can here. i tell you to go
0: right oh, i'm here for the dynamic seminar oh oh you are and then you know you see their wheels turning real person real person real person wow we got a real one here
1: (laughs) and clearly it's not common to see someone they haven't seen many times before right so
0: yeah i think that's why they're triggering this they're like holy shit this is a person who just showed up my god
1: oh geez i can't even remember I, i went through like stories of uh domestic dispute that I was witness to, a story about my shoulder hurting, maybe that was the day before. I don't know, they're all blurring together.
0: Yeah, and the the baseball story. (laughs) The story (laughs) of you. What was it? It was like, oh! Oh. It was that you were a pitcher and you threw the ball so many times that your shoulder sort of hurt.
1: Yeah, because I was trying to get rid of my psychosomatic illness, (laughs) my my painful shoulder, which actually is finally getting better thankfully.
0: Oh, probably thanks to auditing. Thank
1: you know what? Can't discount that. So yeah, I'm going back to an earlier shoulder pain. So I thought of a time I remember my shoulder being sore when I would pitch too much. So, so
0: then I had to get you to go through this. You get like, to hear about
1: Ross's summer baseball two camp.
0: Hours, yeah. I remember I texted Claire <laughs> after that and was like, "I just had to listen to or make Ross tell this story for like two and a half hours or whatever it was. Here is the whole story. <laughs> Ross was a pitcher. He pitched a lot. His arms started hurting. That is really the whole
1: story." <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But yeah, it took up our whole Oh, morning. yeah,
0: I had to tell you about getting a shot that hurt really, really bad going into kindergarten. I got that tetanus shot that they kind of did wrong and I started crying and oh, I kind of yes. knew like, oh, I'm six and they think I'm just crying because it's a shot, but something's gone wrong.
1: So, yep, yeah, made Carrie tell that for a few hours. Right. Why not?
0: You know, that's a good example of one where I'm like, I remember the pain. It definitely doesn't bring me emotional pain. Pain or physical pain to tell you it now so then you're just fudging it the whole time you're like yeah it's like a seven. Oh no now it's like a five
1: so you <laughs> feel like okay I feel like we're winding this one up yeah. I'm gonna start to appear chipper
0: right oh I'm yeah happy.
1: Now I'm almost uh, laughing
0: yeah you know it's funny I still don't like <laughs> shots all that much <laughs>
1: this was the day that we met uh, Junis actually like he was up there and he was the IC the in charge mm. uh, for Dianetics co-auditing right and uh, he
0: had read Dianetics four times. Wow. He told us a bunch of times. Dedication. You have to read it four times as part of the training.
1: Yes, that's right. He was talking a bit about how he became qualified for that. So he was the guy coming by with the clipboard this time and leaning in and talking very carefully. And he he wanted to butt in more than most, like where he's like, you know, let her know that it's my turn. Like that Uh I'm gonna be speaking to her. So yeah, he you got a lot more involved. So we had a lot of him. But yeah, this took us four hours or however long it was until it was lunchtime. Uh-huh. I remember it was a late lunch, and I was like, I'm hungry now. Uh-huh. And so what did we get for lunch?
0: We got what was my favorite, quote-unquote, favorite <laughs> meal. This is the one where I couldn't even look you in the face. I set <laughs> it down in front of you, and I was like, don't look at Ross. Don't look at Ross. Because it was... Six, quiche. six French fries, uh-huh. <laughs> half an avocado, yep. and a ham quiche.
1: <laughs> ham quiche, where and the ham is like hidden. Buried. Yeah. So they're like, oh, this looks vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> so we're eating through it, and all of a sudden you start- You're like, no, kiss, that's ham. That, that's meat. That's meat. Right in there.
0: And then showed it to her, and she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But didn't give us anything and to replace it, I don't think.
1: Ah, uh, not that I recall. Yeah. I I ate my whole quiche. All right. Oh,
0: oh yeah, you might eat mine too. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I ate six French fries and half an avocado. I
1: am good on quiche for at least ten years now.
0: Oh my god! I, I, one, I actually don't buy eggs either. Right. But I was trying to make you it were easy trying to yeah,
1: it Carrie's <laughs> you know willing to make concessions.
0: But yeah, I mean like so hands. this is already good. God, yeah, not I,
1: something or. System is used to.
0: I yeah, I wouldn't get it anyway. I think quiche is gross, but I, the first time we got it, I thought like, well, this will only happen once. No, what's with all the quiches? <laughs> Why do you have this much quiche?
1: I have no answer for that. Oh
0: my yep, god! Yep, scooping out
1: the avocado. I've never historically been a big fan of avocado. Oh, know,
0: that's right. But
1: I ate it all, oh. and we spent time during lunch talking again. I know. We, I can't remember if it was the morning or if it was at lunch, but we had a long conversation with Roger. Uh-huh. He came over to he check up on our on our status, and you got to meet Ben briefly. He came by yep. to say hi to us that second well day. Shut eyes. Yeah, but sweet guy. Love, oh yeah, love Ben. No, I mean,
0: think he was just real tired.
1: And Roger took a long time to converse with us. And yeah, he,
0: he did. He was going he into details of, of
1: like the church structure and its management structure. So he was telling us about like the nine different divisions and then how they manage businesses. And you and I just kept cracking jokes all throughout right and you just kind of like pause and like i will wait for this moment of humor to pass okay so anyway yeah and he launches right back into whatever he also was the
0: structure made zero sense
1: oh yeah it he was, was go-
0: like okay there are nine <laughs> nine
1: divisions nine
0: divisions but there are really six and the <laughs> other three are kind of the seventh. Yeah. like what
1: he, he, he- <laughs> <laughs> he was he was going through and like okay well first is and I can't remember exactly what they were but like first is uh, for new recruits and second is for mm-hmm. handing out these certificates and third is the treasury and they handle all the financial things and you know fourth is outreach and you know it's it's mm-hmm. all these different divisions so fifth uh, you know they solve problems or whatever so then he gets to six A and then six B and I was like no hold on there Roger mm-hmm. Are you sneaking in extra divisions yeah, on you us because be. you said nine he's like no 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 hold on well there's six C and then there's seven and and then that's it and then b and c of six they make the other uh, of the nine no, no, so no, no, no. yeah we yeah. weren't gonna let him get away with that but it turns out it checked out it was nine but you have six so a b enough. and c yeah because somehow they were kind of grouped together yeah. mm. now
0: roger owned his own business is that right yeah
1: he and his wife have a business on the side right uh, that they've been doing for years uh uh insurance Okay. Yeah. We go back into our
0: Ross, uh, did you take any B one that day?
1: Oh, I did not. Uh, Ross. Which might have helped because
0: Auditing depletes your vitamin B one.
1: I think These L. Are the Ron kinds Hubbard of things we'd
0: hear and one of us would just go <laughs> and the other would be like, no, 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 don't left, don't left, don't left.
1: Yeah, it's just absurd on its face. L. Ron Hubbard heard about vitamin B one. Uh-huh. I I looked up apparently it helps you process carbohydrates. Great. <laughs> Okay. But apparently you get really low on it after a bunch of uh, auditing. So you need to take B1 supplements. Which you also
0: is, have to have a protein-heavy breakfast. You would
1: think if we paid $100, they would have some B1 supplements for us to take I there.
0: know. I thought about that too.
1: Hey, guys, you should all get used to doing this. Nope.
0: Um And also protein-heavy breakfast. But then they know that they brought two vegetarians here. And they're like, here's sausage. Mm-hmm.
1: I forgot to say, they did refresh us this first day. We came back and they re-showed us some of the films. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. That's right. They were like, now you'll get different. Things out of them, yeah. Which we did not.
1: Here's the Black Panther again, basic Dianetics procedure and the auditor's code. So, just to make sure that was all fresh in our minds.
0: So, I've written down here my I notes. I was happy
1: for that though. I was like, please show us videos. Oh, yeah. Anything no, that for takes sure. time away from auditing, auditing. is good. N- no, absolutely. A- okay.
0: I have here my notes us uncontrollably giggling in auditing sessions by day two because <laughs> it just became so funny. Yeah. That you're still
1: doing this. Yeah. You know what? The second day wasn't as bad as the first day, even though it was almost exclusively auditing like we spent right most of our time doing that oh maybe i was just happier because it didn't take quite as long we still didn't end at six
0: yeah we got out but we'll get there yeah i think one of the highlights of this day was talking to Junus about yes several <laughs> miracles
1: oh boy yeah so we went back to the chapel mm-hmm. yeah we uh we started doing our auditing again he Came by between sessions and had like a longer conversation with us. And
0: we were supposed to start over, like we were supposed to be moving on to the next engram, and we were like, We have questions. I think partly because we didn't want to audit. Right. And so we started asking him all our questions. He had seen so many miracles happen during auditing. Because so, so it, we're like it can bring healing, Ross.
1: Yeah, we're like, Oh, oh cool. Let's like, hear about like one.
0: What? Okay. So I
1: I don't think it's rude when someone says there are miracles to say. Tell me oh, about yeah, these miracles. What? Wow,
0: what what kind of miracles? Okay, so <laughs> the first one. Guy okay, so this guy who had his foot pierced with a nail. Mm-hmm. He had been like running, he stepped on the nail, it went all the way through his foot. During auditing, he's telling this story and a drop of water appeared on his foot in the same spot uh-huh. twenty years later.
1: While he was auditing and talking about a drop of water, like on a shoe, too.
0: On a shoe. Whoa.
1: Now, that's not the best. At this point, we're like, you should have just stuck with the first story you told us and stopped there Uh, because there was a better one.
0: Okay. So then there's also (laughs) Junis' mom's friend sliced her hand on a table and it healed during auditing. Now, he never actually saw this himself.
1: But, but he, he heard said, tell.
0: He said that her hand got healed. All right, fine. Okay. A guy who had tried to kill himself by hanging himself
1: yes. was
0: telling Junus the story, and a red line appeared on his throat. When recalling his attempt, I think that haying. qualifies
1: as the best miracle.
0: I guess, red but like a red—I li- don't know. I actually said, "Would you call it a miracle?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh Yo, yeah, we, you called him on it. It was hilarious, um, and I did burst out laughing at one point, and I had to like turn it into a like, cough. <coughs> <coughs>
0: <coughs> a lady who had broken her nose had a red line on her nose during her auditing. Lots of red lines.
1: It's funny, sometimes you hear a miracle story and you're like, wow, if that were true, or even thinking about it being true, like your eyes kind of messed up. Oh, and like, you're like, wow, wow that's, a, that's, that's an amazing story. Not with these. These are stupid, plebeian, prosaic, banal, quotidian stories.
0: Also, since he said that healing could happen and they were so intent on how all these things happen during birth, I was like, hey, my boyfriend has cerebral palsy and he got it from. A particularly difficult birth. He huh? had a stroke during the birth. Could auditing help oh my him? Goodness. Yeah, and he was like, I'm not gonna say that it would, right. but <laughs> it has helped people. And then I'm like trying to nail him down. I'm like, people with disabilities. Oh yeah. oh yeah. okay. So why didn't you lead with that? Because if you saw someone's disability healed, Kind of more impressive than a drop of water. On Maybe because he,
1: he knows it's BS and that's why he doesn't want to go there.
0: But our favorite moment. With <laughs> yes. Our favorite moment.
1: We talk about abortions. And yeah, well,
0: we were talking about the fetus in general, how right. like the fetus absorbs all this information and boy, that's amazing because our understanding is that a fetus uh, doesn't even have cognition yet. And uh, he's like, "Oh, no 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 no." Uh,
1: no no no. There there have been fetuses during an abortion poked through the brain with a needle.
0: Oh, uh huh. And
1: like you know, the brain is yeah, that would kill you. But it grows back because they're in that protective fluid.
0: What? And like, <laughs> I actually just laugh at. This. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah I remember I was like, that. What?
1: <laughs> it deserves uh, laughter. What? <laughs> That's um. Oh, what do we call that? That's um wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> that never happens
0: absolutely untrue never has
1: happened you jam a giant needle through a fetus's brain
0: you you will
1: irreparably harm that fetus and
0: you said like is that true (laughs) (laughs) yes i (laughs) did and he's like yeah and he's starting to look like less and less confident he's like Yeah, yeah, no. well, anyway, that's not the point. We're like, no, that's the point. That is absolutely the point. We're were hung up on
1: this claim you just made. Yeah. And that's wrong. Another thing I really liked about him is that I've seen this with other Scientologists we've interacted with in, in lesser forms, but when he would say things, he'd kind of punctuate them with like a... And you know, it's just like and he'd make these little sounds and like hand motions driving motion with his hand or he'd like throw one fist into the other Uh open palm along
0: with an onomatopoeia yeah
1: yeah and he'd make this kind of you know wham pow you know whiz bang sounds and I know when that video of Tom Cruise was released where he was promoting Scientology he kept doing all that oh
0: yeah and
1: I noticed it from a couple other people in smaller degrees but like they would find themselves at a loss for how to express you know just how impactful something is and they would just throw in like a yeah
0: uh-huh. you know, or
1: something like that. And he made extensive use of that.
0: Oh man. I thought was pretty exciting. Good spotting. Delightful. <laughs> so remember also when we were upstairs and Junas kept yelling something at me.
1: Oh yeah. He, yeah. He wanted you to recall a memory. Where somebody was saying a "you are a blank" statement, phrase. yeah, and the, they Scientology- feel everyone that that's how they have arguments.
0: Yes, exactly. Scientologists think we all fight by being like, "You're ugly. You <laughs> are a masochist."
1: Oh yeah. Well, you are not nice to people on the street.
0: <laughs> yeah is not how people fight. He asked me if I found myself saying the same thing when I get upset and I was like, I don't know, but I feel like that's a question to ask like someone who knows me, not me.
1: This feels like not the first time we've had this you know, like where Scientology's doctrine is not matching up with real life. Uh-huh. You know, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean to, to greater and lesser degrees, but sometimes they're just like, you know how it is when blah 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 and you're like, I can't think oh, of a single instance in my right, life that even, that even matches what you're describing. Right, and and, and I, this is one of those moments. Yeah, totally. No one ever talked to me that way. He
0: was convinced that like if someone had said something to me in that structure, like you are a blank, that would like kind of become encoded in my brain and become like right. a broken record where either I'd be convinced I was that thing or I'd be telling other people they were that thing.
1: And you didn't have an example. So
0: he did ask me... Uh is there anything your parents ever accused you of being? I like, I'm thinking and I'm thinking. And I said, I do remember my mom saying I was a daydreamer. But and like, did she say
1: it like that? Did she I say, know, exactly, you yeah. are a daydreamer, I, Carrie? I said,
0: I don't know if she actually said, you are a daydreamer. But I just remember, oh, Carrie has trouble focusing. She's a bit of a daydreamer. Something like that. You know, it's like a pretty loving. But, but
1: can you remember her like standing in the doorway saying, Carrie, you're a you daydreamer. You are a
0: daydreamer. I'm like, uh, not not like that well it doesn't have to be like that but just you know the sentiment you're a daydreamer like, uh, okay well i just told you yes so sure
1: so he gave you this false memory and wanted you to play it out
0: yeah and then he's like uh so do people say that now do you find people saying to you like you're a daydreamer no okay is there any other time you felt like that like you're saying to yourself like i'm such a daydreamer no what? And he just like, he's shouting it at me like, come on, like you're a daydreamer, you're a daydreamer. I'm like, uh, number one, no, not no, that bad No insult. one
1: except for you just now.
0: Yeah. And then you start like trying to grasp at straws. Uh, well, OK, I do. I think like a lot of creative people, like I tend to have trouble just like focusing my projects mm-hmm. and not letting my mind wander and stuff. But on the flip side, like that's what makes me the kind of worker I am, and uh, it's fine. This is
1: another Scientology common thread where someone's trying to get something out of you. It's not there, but you want to help them out because they're in this awkward situation where they need it to complete their task.
0: You're like, okay, well maybe sort of this. Sure. Uh, Yeah. Okay.
1: Let's say. Let's say I do have that memory.
0: Yeah. So. So then he's like, okay, okay, well uh, maybe that then. You're a daydreamer, and that's why you could never get anything done. (laughs) But yeah, we never like got to whatever memory was supposed to come even earlier where what? I'm in the womb and someone calls me a daydreamer. I don't even know what you want from me. The end.
1: Okay. well, no, that's fair.
0: Anyway, things like this just happened all day.
1: I, I think I know why that was so difficult for you. You're a daydreamer. Yeah. Like well, I've always true. said.
0: Have you been saying that to me the whole Time and I didn't hear it. If you go back, were you saying it while I was asleep? Were you saying it while I was getting an operation?
1: You were at least partially unconscious. I think. Damn
0: it, Ross! <laughs> no, you if, should know better. If you go
1: back and listen to every episode carefully, you will Backwards. notice. <laughs> you will notice that I do say, "Carrie, you're a daydreamer," at least once in every single episode. Oh my episode.
0: god, boy, <laughs> yo, 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 that's my brain. Boy, yo, 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 yo yoing. But yeah, we talked to him a little bit about his job. It's like, this is what he does. He like oversees auditing. Yeah, and he had read Dianetics. Four times. He was very proud of that.
1: I'd be too. That's like 2,000 pages of reading.
0: And then there was not including
1: the glossary, that's another 100 pages. (laughs) Right.
0: There was another guy there who was like kind of angrier and surlier. Anyway, he like the second guy like took so much pride in what he was doing and was so like, you know, reprimanding. And I just found myself just thinking, like, you're an expert in nothing. You have spent (laughs) so much of your life being an expert in a thing that is not a thing.
1: Right. And oh. and yet you feel so high and mighty about yeah. it.
0: Yeah. But hmm. then you've got Junus, who so you're like, Oh, you're an expert in a thing that's not a okay. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Thankfully, at least for this particular day, there was a deadline in that we had like a ceremony at the end. Yes. So at we least we
0: need to go to our graduation. We all had to
1: wrap up our, you know, serious members. And we're hearing stories from people because we keep telling every Scientologist we talk to, like, Wow, this is really intense. Like this can go on for a long time, and all of them would be like, "Oh yeah, I've I've had sessions that go on for eight hours, yeah,
0: ten hours, like a
1: single engram or chain of engrams." That's like, oh, this thing's interminable. There's like just no way to say this is done Uh because they've got to follow it until they feel it's done. And so, some
0: would say that, and others would act like, "I don't know what you're talking about." You know, they felt like some pressure to be like, "No, it's great."
1: Yeah, but they would all admit that... That they're
0: long. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. But
0: one time I said it was boring, and that was a big mistake. They were like, oh, that's really... If you've only gotten to boring on the scale, (laughs) that's only like step three you need to get up to. All right.
1: So at least, yeah, we had this kind of deadline, and so we all sort of finished in time to go do our graduation ceremony.
2: Yes! Yay!
1: was around like 5.30 or 6 or something.
0: And I invited Drew and he was like, no thanks.
1: <laughs> Did you
0: invite anyone? No. Oh, okay.
1: No, I wasn't going to put anyone through that. So uh, <laughs> I was. <laughs> so we went back to that first room where we'd watched the videos that had the big Dianetic symbol. And so uh, they started calling up uh, people to talk about their wins and successes. Oh, and we'd been filling out forms regularly. Yes. After, after
0: every auditing session, every engram you run, you have to write down successes. Which they then take from you.
1: And then a description of what you were talking about, what your memory was. and Yeah, they take it from you. They put it in your file. So So if
0: you've talked about something super personal, which neither of us really did, but... um, yeah, they've got it on you forever.
1: So then they have people come up and they're giving successes, and we're reunited with the Spanish speaking crowd. Yep. And so uh, there's a guy there, and every time someone gives like an English success story, then he retells it in Spanish mm-hmm. and vice versa. So you get two sets of clapping for each story. Mm-hmm. And then he starts calling people up to come get their certificates. Uh, so much more clapping. And so you and I, we get our certificates. Mm-hmm. Curry puppy. Mm-hmm. Ross Bulger. Uh Then they have us all take a group photo. Yep. Which, which
0: Gina has to be prodded to be part of.
1: Yeah. So it was really sad. Like at this point, Gina was upset, and she's got her headphones back on, and she yeah. clearly wants nothing to do with this whole any of these proceedings. And so I don't know what went on, but we walked out with her later, and she wasn't talking to us. And I didn't want to like push her to have a conversation. Oh, wow. She looked really upset and oh, mad. Gosh.
0: Okay. So maybe they wouldn't give her her certificate. Oh,
1: maybe. Yeah, because she was trying to earn points so she could become a Sea Org member. And yeah, and her whole plan was to move out to Florida. That was going to be her right. next stop. And she was going to Oh, go. yeah.
0: And she had this new boyfriend who she'd talk about a lot. And then and she's like, oh, yeah, I have to call my boyfriend after this. My boyfriend's so great. Blah, blah, blah. It turned out they've been dating for two weeks. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that's what you do when you're 18 and you have a- Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But he lived in Florida and I think she was going to go out and Uh be with him. Anyway- um, She was upset. Yeah. We
1: took a group photo, which they said they would send to us and they did not.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
1: But we got pictures taken of us, which you will see in front of the Dianetic sign with our Dianetic certificates.
0: Now, I would like to note that presumably- the people making these certificates are Sea Org members, high up people, people who, let's say, maybe are clear. Let's say they have perfect recall. Sure. Let's say they've seen my name written down <laughs> 10 times.
1: Uh-huh.
0: How do you think they might spell Carrie Poppy?
1: Oh, they might get the Carrie right, but... Uh-huh. Uh, uh the poppy might throw them yeah like, it can't be like the flower
0: M- much like ross blocker <laughs> i got a certificate for carrie poppy p-o-p-p-i-e
1: which carrie clearly loved more than I she <laughs> was
0: so happy i <laughs> the... saw it now and, and i like stifled a smile and just thanked everybody and when we got outside i was like ross you started laughing and i was like no no you don't know.
1: <laughs> they like,
0: showed you at up, just burst out laughing.
1: Oh, that was amazing. Oh, it
0: was so yeah. And
1: then the security guard saw us laughing. And we yeah, had to stop. we were like, oh, dear. No, yeah. we're not happy. We are clear. All right. <laughs> Read this for us, Carrie.
0: All right. So our certificates say Qualifications Division, Department of Validity mm-hmm. does hereby certify that Ross Blotcher has successfully completed the Hubbard Dianetics Seminar. hey Attested by the Director of Validity, the <laughs> Keeper of the Seals. Ooh. Issued at the Church of Scientology Los Angeles, 3rd of January 2016, certificate number LA5711, and signed by L. Ron Hubbard.
1: Yeah. Hip, Pretty hip, cute. hooray. Hip, oh hip, hooray. Uh, Roger came up to me he wanted to like bring me downstairs to talk about my yes. next classes I was like I gotta go I gotta call my dad and stepmom and I'm out of here yeah because we
0: were like power walking because
1: this was 10 hours in yeah so we had a 12-hour day and a 10-hour day so in one weekend two days we spent 20
0: 22 waking hours,
1: hours at the Church of Scientology, taking this Dianetics course. 22 hours!
0: horrible. Again, how much is the Dianetics book?
1: Um, How much do you
0: sell it for? 35? Okay, I want to say 30. Okay, so subtracting the Dianetics book from the $100 cost... Okay. ...that would make the class $70 divided Mm -hmm. by 22 hours... Hey. ...means we spent $318 an hour. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's so good deal for your money. Free labor. (laughs) But also like what's going on here that this is so important to them that they get like no money out of it per hour. They obviously just like need to suck in members so badly. They need things
1: to be happening and going on and they will fill your time Mm -hmm. forever. And yeah, I could have still been there. I probably would still be there now, but I uh, said I had to go.
0: Uh, Me too. And I was charging out of there.
1: You have to get forceful about it.
0: And yeah. They had
1: a little after party too. They're like, come down to the after party. There's
0: dinner down there. And we we're like don't we don't want care. your dinner. Yeah,
1: whatever you have.
0: I think the. I'm gonna get said, something
1: better at home.
0: You know what? Yes, I remember someone said like I think it's pasta, and then was like, oh. It might be beef pasta. Well, we'll find something. <laughs> no, you won't buy. No, no. Uh, don't
1: go scrounge to your kitchen.
0: Yeah, we don't want a quiche. As I was power walking out, I also <laughs> ran into a woman who didn't recognize me and was like, hello, can I help you? And I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing for you to worry Let about. Let me leave. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, I'm here at the Dianetics Seminar. Oh, you are. Okay, that's fine.
1: Oh, yeah. And it was at the graduation ceremony that I asked about the volcano. And <laughs> yeah, and Roger clearly looked a little uncomfortable by the questions like yeah, I don't think that really signifies anything but uh, you know for those of you who get to OT3 I think you'll realize it signifies a lot
0: also you're not supposed to take any drugs of any kind when you're doing auditing oh yeah you're aspirin
1: yeah they do warn us make sure you're not taking any kind of psychotropic drug or um, or any kind pain of painkiller, anything. Yeah.
0: And it says in early stages of auditing, an individual may have medical recommendations to continue some sort of medication, but this is not usual. Like, what about our diabetic friend? Is he just supposed to, like, not take his insulin while he's auditing? Like,
1: what about my wife who no longer has a thyroid?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What and, about her? And
1: will die if she doesn't take the pills.
0: That seems like <laughs> a bad idea. This is rare. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: A well deserved slide whistle.
0: Oh. So one thing we haven't mentioned yet is that as you get further along in auditing, mm-hmm. you start to involve an e meter.
1: Oh yes, yeah. If you're going to do it fancy, if you're going to do it right, right, there should be an e meter involved to be. They're they're measuring the reactivity of right, the in itself.
0: It's the charge of the engram, I think, because we uh, talk about yeah. how you have to keep running the engram over and over to bring the charge down. So I think. Once you get fancy, as you say, Mm -hmm. and you've paid some money to do it in the high levels, then you have a more professional auditor who sits there with you and has you hold the e-meter handles, and they measure the charge of the engram as it goes down.
1: Right. So they can visually get this uh, representation of your progress.
0: Right. This biofeedback.
1: Of course, they can adjust the input to the However e-meter to get whatever kind of
0: very suspicious reading
1: they want but sure
0: so an e-meter for anybody who doesn't know how would you describe it
1: well i would say it's an electropsychometer
2: oh wow
1: i hope you understand now <laughs> it's an electropsychometer cutting edge technology patented by church Murr. of scientology me M-
0: <laughs> so it's this this meter that's like basically a rudimentary lie detector test.
1: Yeah, it's like one-third of a lie detector test because uh-huh. they're not measuring your respiration or heart rate, but they're just measuring the skin conductivity in your hands. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll tell you a lot more about the E-meter in, uh, in some of our coming stories. Yes. But uh, yeah, there's an interesting history behind the device itself. After the Dianetics course, they did try to get us to sign up for co-auditing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to remember now if it was $500 or $750.
0: I thought it was 500 Okay,
1: let's say 500 You can sign up for this co-auditing, and so then Carrie and I could both sign up for this. Do it together. And we could come in anytime. Anytime
0: we want anytime. to sit in this room and do something with each other. We pay $500 to sit in your room and yes. then do the activity ourselves.
1: Exactly. What? Yep. More of this horrible thing that we are really tired of doing.
0: And that we could clearly do in our homes.
1: We would then have the people there We'd have the come. person
0: who walks around and annoys you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we'd have.
1: Would be helpful. And I think that was also related to the self-study of Dianetics. So you could come in and read Dianetics yes, To right. the org, and then you've got someone there to answer your questions. Answer your questions,
0: which really means there's some Sea Org member who's on call, who gets called out of their bed at 1 a.m. and is like, someone's here. Someone's <laughs> reading Dianetics. You got to go over there.
1: You know. the just one person? Yeah, but you, someone's got to be there to answer their questions.
0: Yep. Get out of bed. That's go. my guess. I don't actually know, but that's my guess of what happens. About that memory, about telling the story about Toomey's death. Mm -hmm. To give credit where credit's due, I didn't have this experience with any of the other memories, really. But with that one, I was really like, I do feel a little better about that. Okay. I'm tempted to say that I would have felt just as good if I had sat down with you not knowing anything about Dianetics and sure. told you all those details and gone through that story. There's
1: no way you would have gone through that story that many times. You're right. Because I would have been like, Carrie, what's the matter with you? <laughs>
0: yeah, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if you were just like, wow, that's a great story. Can you go back to the beginning and tell it again? And think of any additional data you can contact. But yeah, I mean, there was some sort of... Okay. Uh, there's did, some effect of like just did telling... Did better. Yeah, telling, I think telling someone you trust, mm-hmm. you know, stories that are impactful for you and having them listen like... Like really sympathetically. I mean, it's a yeah. lot like talk therapy. That makes
1: sense. Like, just like I would say confession in the Catholic Church uh, yeah. is, it's a cool idea, you uh-huh. know, like telling, having someone that you can tell these things to helps get it off your chest. And yeah.
0: In some cases.
1: Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of provisos there, but yeah, yeah. I, I can see how that would be helpful. I'm glad.
0: Oh, thank you. Felt better for you. And also worth noting, I watched a documentary not long ago about independent Scientologists. So these are people who have left the church. Right. They disavow the church in most cases. Yeah. But they still believe in the tech. They right. still think auditing works. That's and so fascinating, works. To Isn't that me? amazing?
1: Yeah. Like, all right, well, don't like David Miscavige, but still,
0: this is legit. But yeah, one of the things that they just kept reiterating was like, well, if you do auditing, you will see that it works. So that's just, it's just obvious that it hmm. works. And it made me kind of wonder, like, hmm, I wonder if some of these people have never had like a very good therapy experience or a very good confidant experience. Maybe. So this is maybe, they might be right. It kind of works, but maybe in the same way that having a really great listening best friend works. And
1: I think we've seen that with psychics as well, where mm, you know sometimes yeah. just being able to talk to somebody is is what it takes to work through an issue and yeah it would be nice if people had the social network or close friends that they could do the same thing with right or you know someone they didn't have to pay money to uh-huh. and yeah sometimes the cost savings goes away and you get psychics who cost a lot more than say a therapist right would. yeah yeah and that's when uh you're not doing yourself any favors for sure because then someone who's untrained and
0: yeah if i'm gonna pay someone to do what my friend might do then I'm going to want them to do it better than my friend. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want them to have like some extra information gathered by the scientific body. Now, here's the thing you can do with auditing that's great. What can I do? Just annoy the living hell out of your friends.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. What did you do?
0: Here's what I done did. Once I had learned how to audit, I had a couple people who were like, what's it like? And then I'd be like, oh, do you want me to do it for you? Oh, no.
1: Oh, you're (laughs) so mean. (laughs) okay.
0: So one was Drew. I think it was the first night of our seminar. So I came home and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it for you. You want to see? Wow.
1: I didn't even want to talk then. My throat was so sore. Oh,
0: sure. I think it was one of those like, you need to understand how miserable (laughs) I've been. Fair enough. He sat down and I was like, okay let's go back to the earliest moment of pain or discomfort. (laughs) What? Oh, you
1: you didn't prep him at all on
0: this. (laughs) No, I don't think so.
1: Are his eyes closed? Is he in reverie?
0: I think he was. I think we went through like all the steps because, you know, I was going through the little packet they gave us with the auditor's code and whatnot. So you had him like tell a story. He tells it, you know, I'm like, great. Let's go back to the beginning and start again. Pick up any additional data you can contact.
1: (laughs) Begin at the beginning and recount it.
0: What? And then I would just repeat myself, begin at the beginning, pick up any additional data. And, and so he's like starting to blink at me and he's like, oh, okay. Well, uh, like I was saying, I was at a <laughs> toy store, you know.
1: And you interrupt me. him, contact the semantic. Yeah,
0: huh And so I was just like doing that over and over. And then finally he's like, okay, I don't really like this. And I was like, I understand. <laughs> the only way out is through. through. Please be at the beginning. <laughs> He's he just being like, I really actually don't like this. Like, please stop. Oh, and that's the engram speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: that's not true.
0: I understand. Oh. It can be frustrating let's begin at the beginning. He's like, until he was just full on mad at me. And I was like, okay, but now you understand. Now, you know, just a tiny sliver. He's like, but I didn't
1: didn't choose to put myself into that. You (laughs) crazy person.
0: Well, he kind of did by being like, sure.
1: Oh, okay. I
0: stepped into my (laughs) trap. Okay. But then another person was Beowulf Jones. Okay. Uh, from risk live.
1: Yeah. Great show. You've been on it.
0: I have. So Beowulf's a great dude. And he actually showed up for my housewarming party two weeks early, accidentally. Oh, right. I uh, um. came in and was like, am I the first one here?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Yes, you
0: sure are. So anyway, I, I was like, well, have a seat. And then I was telling him what you and I were doing with the auditing. And he was like, oh, can you do it on me? And oh. I was like, oh. Well, he
1: asked for it. Of
0: then. course. <laughs> yes. Oh,
1: you should see how happy Carrie looks. <laughs> I-
0: <laughs> down, and down. Sadistic. Did it. I like keep running through it, running through it, running through it. Honestly, at the end, he was like, "That was great." It was like oh. it was like going to therapy. I feel so light. Great. You're like, well,
1: I've got five oh. free booklets for you. Right. There's yeah. a discount for a Dianetics course.
0: <laughs> exactly. I couldn't believe it. I was like, you liked that? And he's like, yeah, it was great. You're do like, you want to do n- a different one? And I was like, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know what? But he's all about the stories.
0: True. He's a professional storyteller.
1: So maybe that's a good method of getting stories out of people with more and more invented details.
0: Yeah. Maybe.
1: So I hope you enjoyed our Dianetic story.
0: Did you enjoy it enough to pay $100 a month? Because then you could be uh, a member of the Inner Circle, our monthly culture club, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, uh, they send you like books and movies that people like us. Hosts at Max Fun have recommended.
0: Yeah. So you can get like John Hodgman's favorite obscure book or, uh, and
1: read it along with him.
0: Yeah. Carrie Poppy's favorite documentary. So it's, it's a really cool thing. And $100 a month, again, you're getting more than $100 worth of audio. Let me tell so you. So if what.
1: you are a patron of the arts, uh, this is a way to support independent artists.
0: Yep. So there are memberships all the way up to $200 a month, but as little as $5 a month is like our bread and butter, right? Like yeah. that's what's keeping us going and keeping the show alive. So please. Please, 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 especially if you've been listening for a long time. Show's been uh, happening for five years. If you've been with us all the time, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's, we'd love it if you'd uh, become a supporting member.
1: It's those supporting members, the monthly donors that really make this possible.
0: Yeah. So go to maximumfun.org forward slash donate. Make sure that you get your prizes, your bandanas, your adventure necessity collection, your thermos, your membership in the inner circle. Go and get what is coming to you
1: by <laughs> but going but in a good way.
0: By going uh, during Max Fun Drive. You only have until until the twenty fifth.
1: And definitely check out our firewalking episode.
0: Oh, totally. It's
1: an awesome one.
0: Members only, man. Yep, yep, yep. But, Ross, we better go.
1: Yeah, actually, I've got somewhere to be. Uh, I got a bunch of emails from the Church of Scientology. Have you heard of them?
0: No, I don't think so. Well, Is that the woman who founded Christian Science?
1: Yeah, Mary Baker Eddy. Okay. Uh, anyway, so they they keep inviting me. It says, you're invited to the L. Ron Hubbard birthday celebration.
0: Yes, you personally, Ross Watcher, are invited.
1: <laughs> after I got like three or four of these emails, I was like... They I guess they really want me to go.
0: Now this is funny because just to give you a little hint of what's coming up, we do basically get kicked out.
1: Yes. Uh, that's right this does not end well
0: uh and yet you were invited now we get it you were just on an email list that they neglected to take you off of but you got an email saying you are invited to his birthday party and you are going
1: i clicked on it i signed up filled in my information and said sure i'll be there and it's semi-formal attire so i'm wearing my uh, very nice thank you wearing a dress shirt and tie
0: uh yeah i can't be there i have a pre-existing commitment but
1: um, I'm heading over to the Dolby Theater and we'll see what happens
0: yeah good luck man thanks and a happy birthday
1: yeah happy birthday LRH
0: well that's it for our show
1: our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton
0: our producer and co-editor is Ian Kramer
1: you can find us at MaximumFun.org and uh, we have a Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash rack
0: where you can see lots of pictures as well yeah
1: including we'll put up uh, some from our firewalking episode and we'll have a bunch for our our Scientology Dianetics episode Including that you just listened to.
0: pictures of our very bad food.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got it all there and uh, it's a great place to contact us and to have conversations with other listeners. So yeah, join in on the Facebook thing. It's fun.
0: And you can follow us on Twitter at Ono oh Podcast. And call your mother.
1: She's been worrying about you.
0: And remember,
1: it is better for the auditor simply and discourteously to tell a preclear to shut up than to have the preclear run himself out of the bottom on havingness. Mm.